This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We go right into your phone calls to start things out. Xander is with us in Illinois on the amp lines. Hello, Xander. Hey, how's it going? Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, actually, uh, I was just uh, talking with a few people about gay marriage recently, and as much as I would like, like, in a, in a best-case situation, would like to see marriage like out of government entirely, as many people I've talked to, especially married couples and stuff, they would like, if you ask anyone, they would never give it up. Like, like do you think you should get the government out of marriage? They'll say yes. But, okay, would you take it out of the mail? Oh, no, because we get too many uh, benefits from, you know, tax breaks or legal binding things for hospitals and all sorts of things. And I would, I would, I would be for, you know, civil unions if it equaled marriage as far as, like, the rights and stuff. But if you look it up online and different laws and stuff, uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't quite equal either. So... As much as I'd like to see, you know, just it out entirely, you know, I've been leaning toward more. Just I, I, I would, I'd love to see it. It's probably not, not going to happen anyway, but that was just my thoughts on it. If you ask anyone, you know, they'll, they'll say, oh, no, I, I want to keep marriage in government. Well, it's, it's, a theor- it's like a theoretical question. I mean, should government be out of marriage? Yes, it should. And that's the response you're getting is, yeah, I think it should be out, but I, I don't want to t- take it out right now because I'm enjoying the perks. I'm enjoying the benefits. Is that what you're hearing? Yeah, basically. Not only that, but there's also punishment if you are not uh, the legal spouse of, of somebody and they're in the hospital. Xander mentioned this. Then there's additional paperwork that you have to fill out. It, it just it complicates everything when it comes to... Uh, handling the business for somebody that's sick or that's incapacitated or, or uh, deceased or whatever. I'd point out, Xander, also that there are while there are uh, while there are benefits, there's also some some sort of detriments that it comes uh, that come along with uh, you know, legal marriage, uh, government marriage, and that is when the marriage is uh, when the divorce comes around, then the government dictates the terms of the divorce. Yeah, that's true. That is true. That is true. Yes. So um, then, what you're dealing with, and you know, it's it's just my experience here, right? Is that women tend to come out higher on that uh, that little uh, that that deal as far as uh, you know who's who comes out where, and so then you're dealing with you know the guy deciding whether or not um, he's gonna you know marry the woman because she knows she she's gonna get better benefits, and you know it's it's the same kind of conundrum that comes with a prenup. So what kind of things are people who are married, how are they benefiting? You had mentioned, Mark, I think one of the reasons why you got a government marriage was because of an insurance thing. I mean, what what areas in which are governments forcing companies to give people benefits? Because, I mean, ideally, in the absence of a government-approved marriage, hopefully you would still have some companies saying, okay, that's your spouse, we recognize your marriage certificate from the church of uh, whatever, and uh, we're going to go ahead and give you the, the health care break or whatever. The, I guess you get health, some people get health coverage for spouses and things like that. What are some of the other things that, that people get uh, as a result of government coercion in the marriage world? Does anyone know? Tax breaks. Tax breaks? Okay, well, obviously, yeah, if government went if government went away or the federal government went away, that really wouldn't be an issue for a lot of people. Of course, state governments still have. Yeah, I think you, I think it's a state marriage license that you get. So therefore, if if uh, you're one of the 46 states, I believe that have has a uh, 
um, state income tax, then you're still dealing with that. And in the absence of a federal government, likely most states would figure out some way to increase their tax revenue. And one of those ways that they're going to look at pretty heavily is an income tax because there would no longer be the federal income tax. The state state would feel, oh, wow, I see an opportunity. And that would be the first place that they would try to go. So, so um, you're dealing with the same problem again. Right. I think that if you can get people to agree in theory that they understand that government marriage is undesirable, then that's your win. Because it's not very likely – there aren't very many people – I guess what I want to say is that not very many people have this as their first issue. Like getting the government out of marriage – is not something I hear people really pounding a drum up out there. Yeah, and I, th- I think the, the best way to maybe go about that is to ask them questions about government marriage. Well, how many, how many so- stories do you hear about people that have, you know, these wonderful uncontested divorces and everybody walks away happy? How many times, you know, does the, uh, does the will in probate courts, do people walk away satisfied customers of, of the probate service? And ask them these questions and let them see for, speak for themselves of, well, I've heard, you know, this divorce went really bad and, that you know, the judge wasted all this money and time and so forth. And let them see for themselves all the different aspects of it that don't work and then turn it around, come back and say, well, now why would you support government marriage or what makes you support it seeing all these things that clearly don't work? Yeah, it's it's really the top 10 percent of wealthiest divorces where, um, you know, people really get it on the chin. And so therefore, one party comes out better than the other. Mm-hmm. It's the other 90 percent of government divorces that by and large, uh, nobody uh, nobody benefits from. And they all get uh, taken to the cleaners by going through the uh, the court system. Of course, you can always do a no con. Uh, what do they call a no contest divorce through LegalZoom.com? Yep. So where do you want to go with this, Xander? You want people to uh, to agree with you to abolish government marriage and get really behind it? I, I guess I'm not certain what well, your goals are. The conversation that, that would be nice. I just don't see that happening anytime soon. I mean, just, yeah. Uh, but I mean, it would be great, you know. Of course, in general, that to see people not, you know, have to do that. But the other thing that I always thought about was, what about like? Another issue about it is the whole hospital visitation. Is it the, is it that hospital's decision whether who can, who and who cannot see it, or is that a law in the state on the state level or something like that? Because that comes up a lot too. Well, I'll, I'll bet there's a law protecting the spouse as far as visitation goes in the in the hospitals, but I don't know. I mean, Free Talk Live, we are not lawyers, right. and uh, any legal advice here is you're taking at your own risk. It'd be a good question for a hospital administrator. But I would suspect yeah. that most of the rules are hospital rules, and if you've ever been to a hospital around visitation time, people tend to be a little pushy. They want to get in, they want to visit when they want to visit, and they want to see whom they want to want to see under the terms they want to see. So. Um, I can understand right. why hospitals have visitation rules like they do. It's just, uh, you know. <laughs> but there's no need to have co- government coercion behind that. If you are going to a hospital and you don't have the government forcing them to allow a spouse in, I think most hospitals would want to allow spouses in. Sure, to see but their loved where ones. you get into a problem is, is uh, you know, uh, uh, daddy left. your ID. Well, daddy left mommy for Billy, and now we don't really like Billy, and we're not too happy with daddy either, and now daddy's had a heart attack, and there's no damn way we're going to let Billy see him. That's when the problem comes in, when you've got right. blood relatives saying, no, you can't see the person that, you, you know, you've decided that is your lover for life or whatever. 
Well, why would a blood yeah. relative have anything to say about it? Wouldn't the why patient would be the one to, to the say The patient something? could be <laughs> could be incapacitated if daddy's on a um, you know in the iron lung and <laughs> it's well, only that's when Billy would have his uh, form from the church of wherever he got married with uh, Joey or whatever the hell his name was, yeah. and then he'd show that to the hospital, and then if they were respecting people's civil unions or whatever the marriages or whatever they would be called. Well, you're looking at if world. I'm talking about today. I mean, that's what happens today. Okay, I see that. Xander, any other thoughts tonight on this? Um, that was pretty much it. And then the other thing I was going to mention real quick was uh, just the whole thing that, like, uh, marriages solve as far as, like, when there's a de- unexpected death. Like, as far as money, I've heard, like, you know, going, not going back to the partner or that they wanted to. So I, if anyone's in a committed relationship out there, I would very much, if you want them to be recognized, get a will. So... Yeah. yeah, that's, that's an important all. important move, no doubt about that. Thank you, Xander, for the call. I appreciate the discussion right. tonight at 800-259-9231. I think as far as getting government out of marriage, that's going to be one of those things that comes down the line. I mean, in this world where we have the magical situation of government actually getting rolled back, which hopefully we'll see at some point here in New Hampshire, <laughs> uh, but once the government starts getting rolled back, at some point it'll just be another proposal on the table of, okay, let's get the government out of this, right? Yeah, okay. and what do you do to dissolve the government marriages of the people that have had only marriages at the uh, the courthouse? Yeah, uh, what it, do you do? Right, I mean, that is a good it's, question. It's a real dilemma, and I suppose that what you'd have to do is just stop the government offering marriages uh, you know, in general in the state of New Hampshire, and then right, we just, they'd still have their they certificate. Recognize the marriage of whatever church it is, and you know. well, if you eliminated all of the privileges that go with it, and all of the special things, benefits, and so forth, then it really doesn't matter if people go to a government marriage or a private marriage; they would be equal. Toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. So sort of opening up the market on marriages then, basically. Yep. Bring up whatever you want. Take control of the airwaves. It is Free Talk Live. If you're paying more than $14.95 per month for DSL, you are paying way too much. It's time to make the switch to DSL Extreme, the nation's number one internet service provider. DSL Extreme is fast. And at $14.95 per month, it's cheaper than dial-up. Plus, you get free spam protection, a free modem, and 24-hour-a-day free local tech support with no setup fees. Restrictions apply. Call 1-866-2-GET-NET. That's 1-866-2-GET-NET. Or go to DSLExtreme.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want by dialing in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features, and they're all free, including live streams, broadband version of the show, dial-up version, even a webcam, plus the brand-new Free Talk Live listen lines. It's all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Now is the time for you and your family to be armed and trained at levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides just such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. Secure a Front Sight defensive handgun course today, plus the corresponding 30-state concealed weapons permit and a free handgun. Go to FrontSight.com today. That's FrontSight.com to get your training and free gun. So a long time ago, somebody sent me a link to a website, and I've just been holding on to that link for, well, ever since I've been sent it, because it's just too much. The site has just too much good content. It would be impossible 
to spend time reading any of the the articles there because they're they're way too lengthy. They are too detailed, too intricate. It would take forever. And there's so much good uh, there, there's so much good content there that we could just have a blast with on this show. It, it wouldn't make sense to just stop down and talk about this site for a whole month because it's just so loaded with uh, with pro government misinformation. The site is called Government Is Good, and the website is governmentisgood.com. And finally, finally, someone else has taken note of this website and has managed to boil some of it down for us into uh, something that we can manage to discuss on the air. Now, Mark and Sam are with me tonight. Have either of you been to this Government Is Good website? I recall having gone. I have not. Take a moment. Head over to governmentisgood.com. Basically, it's a propaganda site put up by a professor of politics at Mount Holyoke College in Massachusetts, not too far south from where we are, actually. And William Anderson over at LouRockwell.com has managed to, uh, well, do a fairly decent job of boiling down some of the more interesting par- portions of the site. But there's, there's just so much there, all kinds of different articles as to why government is great, why we need government, and why all this libertarian liberty stuff that you hear out there is just a bunch of crap. Government is what makes you free. <laughs> so I'm going to share some of this uh, with you and uh, would love your thoughts, of course, at 800-259-9231. William Anderson at LouRockwell.com. He says, after years of writing about how governments abuse, murder, and imprison people and destroy life around the world, I find that I have been wrong, really wrong. All of this time, I wrongfully try to convince readers that terrible things are done in the name of good government, and now I have to apologize to them. Why this turnaround? Well, I've seen the light. Government is good. Yes, very, very good. How do I know this? Well, Douglas J. Amy, a professor of politics at Mount Holyoke College in Massachusetts, has opened a world of truth and beauty to me with his website, Government is Good. You see, until I read this wonderful site praising the great accomplishments and missions of government, I had no idea that government constantly did wonderful things for me. I was ungrateful, but no more. For example... Did you know that if it were not for government, your house would burn down if you turned on the lights, as those wicked profit-seeking home builders and electricians would wire your house in a sloppy manner that immediately would start a conflagration that would kill you and your family? And he says, as I read this site, I realized the world is divided into two kinds of people. The first category includes those who run private businesses in order to cheat and kill you. And the second category includes those selfless government workers who tirelessly labor to keep those other evil people from harming you. Well, I think that um, one needs to sort of point out here that if you just took away the government regulation in the area of, say, uh, electrical house wiring, that... And and you know then uh, and the government of course didn't exist in the area of say uh, court system. Well, then you have no as far as they're concerned, there is no court system with which to to get some kind of uh, repeal on the person who might have just wired your house for profit and not really cared about having um, you know customers into the future. And certainly there are hustlers out there, but the idea in a free market world is that one would be able to go through a you know some kind of court system somewhere, whether it be a government or, or a private arbitration or whatever it is, and get a, you know, get, get some kind of punitive damage against somebody who just wired their house for, you know, poorly for profit. I, I think the difference is the onus would be on the consumer in the beginning to make sure that some kind of uh, 
of a guarantee is established and set out beforehand before the work is started. Whereas today, people expect, oh, because of all this licensing and because of the government court system, I'll be able to get justice if something goes wrong, and that's really not the case. And you really won't be able to get justice. Well, and who knows what kind of self-regulation the various different industries would do. I mean, for instance, an insurance company isn't likely to want to insure a home that has been built with shoddy electrical work. So when you're building a brand new home, if you're going to be looking around to have it insured, as most people likely would, uh, it's you will likely have to have someone do the electrical work that is certified to some extent that will satisfy the insurance company. So even when you were trying to go through something as commonplace as the building of a home, the structure of the marketplace will likely automatically have protections built into it that would help keep people safe in this way. Yeah, we built our own house out on the family farm in East Texas, and there are no building codes out there. And despite that, we did the electrical wiring ourselves. My cousin's a, a electrician. And we actually built it to commercial standards with pipes and yeah, all, conduit. All the, all, yeah, all the extra stuff that you don't have to do just because we wanted it to last and we wanted it to be, you know, quality. It's work. your house. Exactly. Same here. Um, I, I wired a house um, out in, uh, in Sarasota that I was doing. And I believe that in most places, you know, I didn't check all the laws. I could very well have violated one of them in Sarasota. Who knows? Odds are good. Odds are Likely I did. But usually a homeowner can do whatever the heck they want to do. But once you yeah, hire true. somebody... You can fumble around and do all kinds of dangerous right. crap. Right. So, so I can put bare wires in the wall that, uh, you know, wire, uh, you know, wrapped in match heads uh, and whatever it is that I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> and the consumer's not protected. Well, you know, I could, could have done whatever I wanted to do. However, I did the very best job I could and used the highest products that I could because, well, that's, I, I intended to live in the house for a, at least a while. You know, this story about the uh, how he points out how if you go to the Government is Good website, that essentially you'll come off with this kind of mindset that the, the writer, the author of the site has, and that is that all the business world are evil people that are trying to harm and, and destroy, and the government people are wonderful and good. And I was, uh, well, kind of, but really, um, in reality, the fact is, the people in the business world are protected by government through things like exactly. corporations and stuff like that. Now, I'm not saying that if you're in business right now, you shouldn't be incorporated to protect yourself against um, frivolous lawsuits. But the problem is, the system is so messed up with government intervention that frivolous lawsuits are possible th- and they're quite and detrimental every time. Absolutely. So I mean, one has to work in the real world while looking for what um, would be better. And I think it would be significant better if people who did things uh, you know negligently were responsible for their negligent actions and therefore it would cause them to be more careful so it reminds me of a, a comment that has appeared recently on one of the stories in regards to some of the activism going on here in Keene, new hampshire by someone who self-labels as a socialist and of course he talks about how well you you know you libertarians you might be able to uh, point out where government's doing things wrong but i can't imagine a world with corporations in control and i came back and i said well you're jumping to a conclusion that i'm a libertarian in the first place and don't you know that corporations are creations of the state designed to protect their business but uh business buddies we're coming up free talk live are you moving to new hampshire for the free state project maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own mark warden the porcupine realtor will help you find the perfect property do you want a home with 50 acres of land how about an income producing building perhaps a cabin on a lake, or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. 
Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves. You can bring up whatever's on your mind toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Uh, and by the way, those features on the site include live streams, updates, the Shroud of Female listeners, and more. We give it all away at freetalklive.com. Are you in- interested in journalism and passionate about liberty? Well, you can learn about print, broadcast, or investigative journalism by l- interning at a newspaper, media network, or state policy organization. The program includes a week-long career workshop, a stipend, and even a housing assistance. Receive mentoring and job search assistance during and after your internship, and placements are available right now. For summer and fall, you can apply for the summer placement by January 31st. To get involved, go to libertarianinternships.com, libertarianinternships.com. And I understand when people call me a libertarian, I understand the, the misunderstanding that they're going through. It's, it would, from when, when you just listen to what I say right on, right on the surface, it might sound as though I'm a libertarian on a, on a whole lot of issues. And so I, I get why this guy jumped to a conclusion over at KeenSentinel.com. There's been this a bit of controversy that has bubbled up here recently in Keen where certain elements of the population are very, very anti what is going on here. Um, as you know, uh, those of us who are on this show are members or participants, rather, of the Free State Project. We picked up our lives and moved here to New Hampshire in order to get active, to achieve more liberty, to achieve liberty in our lifetimes. And that's why we're all here. Um, And so there are certain people, certain elements that don't care for that very much. And, of course, they're likely to be the people that work for the state and the people that are friends with the people that work for the state or the people that are family members of the people that work for the state or boyfriends or girlfriends. And in this case, what happened was there's a local restaurateur who had gotten word from her boyfriend, who happens to be a fireman, uh, that... We, the free staters or the liberty activists, were were had essentially decided to hang out at her establishment on Sunday afternoons. One of them said we were invading the restaurant. There's all kinds <laughs> of uh, hyperbole here in, in these comments on the newspaper story about this. But what what she did was she jumped to a conclusion, and that was that her boyfriend was giving her good information when, in point of fact, he wasn't. Now I don't know if he was lying to her or if he was just passing on misinformation. We don't know that. But she was misinformed. Uh, she was told that we were essentially reaching out to our customers or soliciting her customers with some sort of flyers or something like that. And that's not going on. It was not going on at all. The event that she's referring to is called Social Sundays, and it's well, called that I for a reason. say that it, it's not going on at all. Let's, uh, let's be clear that there's been not more by than anyone at freekeen.com. It's been more than on. one flyering um, by people who go to these events. So, I mean, although no, it's inappropriate. not at the actual event by anybody associated with, with freekeen.com. Well, this is intended as a social event. It's not intended as an outreach event. Sure. It's not intended but as a... As the business owner, do you care if it's the board members of freekeen.com that are flyering somebody or just the people that came along with the board members? 
Well, what I'm telling you is that didn't happen at her establishment. At her establishment. However, it has happened at other locations. So her fear of it, it does have some foundation reality. Right. The only time it has ever happened was after she mentioned it in her letter when somebody decided to actually go and do that. You don't think... And that person made a big mistake. Either they did it on purpose or they just made a... You know, they're completely unaware of what happened and they, and they made a mistake. But my point is... She did. She jumped to a conclusion because she believed what her boyfriend was was uh, allegedly telling her about us. And she went and she wrote a letter to the editor of the newspaper rather than reaching out to us as customers and talking to us about it. She wrote a letter to the editor uh, essentially saying, hey, uh, I don't want your organization meeting here. You're okay. You can eat here. If you are a free stater, you can still eat here. I don't feel particularly welcome after I'm told that, you know, some free stater organization can't be there. Well, However, I know that, uh, you know, I, I know Free Keen is involved in stuff and it, it you know, it, it rubs some people the wrong way. So I kind of understand where she's coming from. Sure. At the same time, you know, the french fries at Fritz are great. I'm just not going there anymore. She's she's being influenced by this particular uh, sect of people that's out there that are essentially, they're anti-freaking bigots is what they are. I mean, freaking.com is, is our blog site. Sam and I are both bloggers there. And they, it's it's like we're the new discriminated class. We're like the new smoker or the new uh, the new black person or something like that. I mean, you, you free keeners aren't allowed in my restaurant. Now that's not what she's saying. I'm I'm just saying generally that's the attitude of the the haters. She said you're allowed, just don't have. You know, don't associate my restaurant with your meetings. And and to some extent, I understand where she's coming from, because if you're getting negative feedback from people who are saying, hey, what are you doing allowing these people to meet at your establishment? I don't want to eat burgers any there uh, anymore there. Uh, then I can understand her trepidation, if you will, without well, actually having come to us to talk to us to find out what was really going on. And so this is this is in, you know this has created some controversy in town because well there's not much to talk about in Keene. Uh, so uh, she wrote this letter to the editor, and then on the KeenSentinel.com website there were something like 80 responses in the comment section. It was the number one most responded to story in their newspaper over that week. So I had written a response to that. Have you ever seen any more responses uh, from 80 on any store story on the on the Keen Sentinel website? Um, there was one story that hit FARC that got a lot of responses, I think. I'm, I'm not sure. But it was a big one. And Was so, it a, a, a free Keen kind of oriented story what, also? It was a letter to the editor from her. No, the other one, the other one that got a lot of responses. I don't recall what that okay. one was. But I did write back and I explained what the purpose of the event was and that it wasn't supposed to be uh, anything but a social event. And, uh, you know, I invited her to, to, you know, come talk to us about it and, you know, let's let's take care of this. Unfortunately, she hasn't returned my call and I'm not going to beat down her door uh, because a free stater actually works for her. And so because of her request, I have decided to just leave this alone. Otherwise, I would have gone in there that weekend and tried to meet up with her in person and show her like, hey, we're not scary people. We're just people that wanted to bring you some business on a on a Sunday. So I wonder if this is an opportunity to sort of step back and take a look at, um, like, how is civil disobedience activism going in Keene, New Hampshire? It's going great, man. We've That's got all kinds say. of new people on board here with the movement. Uh, some of the, the local young people have come on uh, to the Free Keene Forum and have gotten active. So some of the people that were doing the 420s have now taken the next step, and they've gotten on our forum, and they've said hi, and they're re- they're learning about these things. One of them just came across the idea of fiat uh, fiat money 
and has been interested in that. Uh, he's willing to to read Healing Our World uh, from from Dr. Mary Ruart, and he's brought some of his friends in as well, encouraged them to come in and get involved. These aren't principled, liberty-minded people, but they're they've found themselves a starting point and getting out there and doing the you know the cannabis celebrations, for instance, is the most recent ish, um, instance of civil disobedience. Has first of all, the cannabis things have have been it's been an amazing event and it's really turned people out. But obviously, it's going to turn people against you as well. I mean, any time you're doing something that's of controver of a controversial nature, you're going to have the you know whatever the anti segment is out there. Well, I also I think that um, those anti segment, if it's large enough, kind of creates a synergy around itself that will create for the, just the kind of peripheral people this kind of bad feeling and I. Um, you know, in a relationship, the, the what the idea is that uh, you, you need to have four positive things for every one negative thing that happened in the relationship for it, in order for it to be a good relationship. Some some sociologist mm-hmm. somewhere came up with this uh, the, the, this number. I don't know. I mean, it's what I've read. And when I generally talk to people in in, in Keene or in the the surrounding area about the Free State Project, mostly what I get is negative stuff. And I wonder whether um, a whether a does that show that they're being successful is free keen creating so much controversy that the, these people having a bad attitude about it is is that success to me it doesn't seem like success but maybe it is um, I thought you had a conversation with some Republican guy recently who was telling you about how much he loved yep, uh, civil I did. disobedience absolutely had a had a um, had had a rep- conversation with a Republican okay, that doesn't guy sound like everybody's saying negative things then okay if I uh, said everybody it's certainly more than eighty percent you didn't use that term but uh, um, it's certainly more than eighty uh, it's it's certainly more than fifty percent and we're talking about you need to keep the number below twenty in order to be successful according to this relationship number I mean I talked to a guy today that says the the free Keeners chased my friend down at Keene State College and said bad stuff to her so i mean you know <laughs> yeah who knows what they're talking about oh i know what they're talking about it um i finally I, I managed to pull the story out of them piece by piece and once i figured out oh she took down a flyer that they were putting up the toll-free because- number here is 800-259-9231 you can take control of the airways we can continue this in moments take your calls about anything as well this is free talk live This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Boost Kid Essentials, the nutritionally complete drink with 25 essential vitamins and minerals and probiotics to help support your child's healthy growth. Visit us at kidessentials.com. Calling certain foods bad or good doesn't go very far in helping kids understand about balanced diets. Discuss the powers of foods. Carrots are good for your eyes, fish keeps your heart strong, and how they work together to help kids grow, and they'll remember it even better. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those, including the updates. Get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about updates or about Free Talk Live. Go to updates.freetalklive.com, and you'll get them right there in your email box. In fact, just sent one out, I think it was yesterday, that we are doing another auction. The third banner is up for auction, and you can bid right now at auction.freetalklive.com, and you can advertise virtually anything on our site for an entire month third banner from the top pretty good slot it's available at auction.freetalklive.com and freetalklive.com has uh well freetalk live has teamed up with midas resources our syndicate over at uh, gcn it's, it's pretty much the same company midas and gcn 
uh, to offer you gold and silver at really great rates. Just go to gold.freetalklive.com. I have, uh, you know, I've looked at the specific coins that I think are best for people, not ones that are of, you know, big numismatic values. So you don't, so uh, when you're calling some other place, you're comparing apples and oranges. What I found it was very difficult to buy gold and silver. When I just wanted to buy gold and silver, there's all different kinds. There's collectors, uh, uh, you know, coins. Some are worth a lot. Some are worth a little. I found it very confusing. I made it very easy for you at gold.freetalklive.com to go over there and get the best rates. And we did that uh, by teaming up with Midas Resources. They also have an opportunity for you to put a little aside every week or every other week whenever you get your paycheck. And rather than going to gold.freetalklive.com, you'll have to call this telephone number and ask for layaway. It's 877-857-9938. That's 877-857-9938, gold.freetalklive.com. All right. Uh, you know, when I come back, we can talk about the issue of how the free staters are being accepted in the Keene area. But let's go to Chris. He's been on the line uh, waiting patiently in Ohio. Chris, you're on Free Talk Live. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, guys. I uh, was just hoping I could put in a little plug for a website I'm working on. Uh, maybe. You can plug it once, and then you've got to buy an ad package. It's uh, it's called Murray's List. Uh, Murray'sList.org. Who's Murray? Uh, the idea, Murray Rothbard. Ah, okay. Um, so the idea is just a... Uh, basically, sound money classifieds, sort of Craigslist for a sound, sound money. money classified. So only for people selling and buying in things like gold and platinum and silver. Uh, yeah, gold and silver are the current uh, units that are supported. So, like when you put a, a post up, you can put it in either silver grams or gold grams. Um, maybe we'll do you know something else in the future. Great. And how are you gonna how are you gonna promote uh, your site other than the free plug that you're gonna get out of this phone call? I'm just gonna basically, you know, do this, uh, get in touch with the different Liberty websites and organizations, and see what. I mean, do you guys have any suggestions? I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not. I have no idea how to promote uh, a website, uh, I, you know, for free. <laughs> I sell ads. I don't know. Well. I may do some paid for advertising, but I, you know, obviously it's just me, so I can't really uh, <clears throat> do too much of that. But. What's the profit for you? Sorry. How much do you make when you when somebody buys and yeah, sells? are you making anything on this? Site? I um at this point it's just like an interesting project. I just uh, I mean uh, the genesis of it was that I was keen to find work that would pay me in you know gold or silver, and obviously I didn't find it, but. I thought it would be really cool if there were a site for people to do that. What uh, does, how, does, how does Craigslist get paid? I, I don't know anything about it's this. It's free, stuff. isn't it? Well, not really. Um, for the most part, it's free. That's what I would suggest is go study uh, Craigslist. There's some great articles out there that I've read that cover the history of it. Uh, what they do is they're free until their users request something. So like in New York, um, there are so many apartment listings and housing listings that – you're, it's it's tough to find uh, your list the the listing that you look at and then refresh an hour later it's, gone. it's pages down. So what they've done is when customers request it and it's happened I think in New York, Boston, maybe one other area is they will force the commercial agents, the commercial advertisers to actually buy the ads. Uh, and everybody else gets to list for free. So as the demand rises and gets to a certain level and customers are saying this is unusable, then they go in and start charging for it, which cuts down on the volume. Well, if you're buying the ads, do you get anything for that? Do you get, like, top listing or any kind of perk? I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. 
you would think. I mean, you've, you, if you could have two different tiers, you know, the free tier and the paid right. tier. And the... I think in big cities, it's uh, for Craigslist, you, you pay regardless. So if, if a city has been designated as a pay-for ad, hmm. then I think you, you have to pay regardless. Huh, maybe they've changed that. I thought it was only for specific sections and so forth. And I actually wrote Craigslist a, a, about a year ago suggesting that they add the ability to list things in ounces of gold or silver. Uh, so that may, oh, that'd be cool. may be a strategy, too, to if you would get enough people, because that's how they they drive their business and drive new features, is when users request them. If enough users request something, they'll go out and, and implement it. One thing I would expect is real slow growth. I mean, that's how it was, was with Free Talk Live in the beginning. Yep. It took us four or five years before we started actually pulling money in on this show to the point where it was finally making a profit after, what, five years, Mark, something like that, six years? I don't Something remember like that. how long it took, but uh, not to say that we're master marketers or anything like that. I mean, we just kept putting the product out and kept uh, kept doing what we were doing. And I imagine if you keep your product online or this website, Murray's List, uh, online, and you continually promote and promote and promote, if people start to use it, then maybe they'll keep coming back and maybe they'll tell some people. But uh, is this your first entrepreneurial kind of uh, situation or have you done things before like this? Um, sort of. I've had a few other uh, things, uh, n- nothing that really took off. Um, I'm not, uh, I wouldn't particularly consider this an entrepreneurial thing necessarily. I mean, I'd rather have it just be up there and be useful than, you know, try to make money off of it and Does, have it go nowhere. Well, okay, here's a question. What's, I mean, what's the definition of an entrepreneur? Is it somebody who's always trying to turn a profit, or is it just somebody who comes up with an innovative idea and, and puts it out there? I don't know. I think an entrepreneur would be seeking profit, whereas a an inventor would be more of a idea person. Okay. Just curious. Hey, thanks for the call and good luck with the website. Appreciate hearing from you tonight at 800-259-9231. And Free Talk Live's advertising is very affordable. It's true. <laughs> um, people wouldn't believe how affordable it is. But, you know, I, I often wonder how many people are there in a given geographic area to be able to support something like this out of gold and silver. I just, I don't, I don't know. Well, it sounded to me like he was positioning it as a national or international kind of a website, like dealing with There's only so much stuff you can do over the Internet, you know? Well, yeah, selling products and things like that. Services are a big um, a big deal. Services know. are an easy way to transact in gold and sir- silver, that's for sure. In fact, yeah. one of the, the best ways to start doing more business in gold and silver would be to get the to New Hampshire uh, and get surrounded physically by hundreds of other like-minded individuals, who many of whom are very, very friendly to the idea of doing a transaction as an alternative. Most people will still do business in FRNs, but if you want to do gold and silver, you'll find a heck of a lot of opportunities up here. Yeah, I was at a poker game this weekend that uh, two of the guys out of six brought silver to uh, to chip in. Really? Yeah. Oh, cool. I didn't That's even a nice think touch. Of, yeah, I didn't even think about it or I would have done it. It's a, it's a great idea. Next time. So maybe next time it'll be even more popular now that a couple people have done it. I think so. So, yeah, great example of uh, how to get really involved in doing some more transactions in gold and silver. You just got to be around those people. I mean, having the website will be helpful because you can bring people together from across the country and hopefully have them do things. But then you're dealing with the issue of then you've got to ship somebody some silver, right? Because if you yep. want to, if, if they're selling product X and they're asking for a certain amount of uh, silver for it, 
then it gets a little trickier, right? Because right now, transacting in silver over some sort of digital currency doesn't really exist. They used to have that with the Liberty Dollar. The Liberty Dollar used to have a digital currency until the federal government decided to go in and raid their offices and steal all of their uh, backing, the gold and silver backing for their their coins and their digital currency. So it has existed in the past, uh, a way to transact money uh, to do business with a digital form of silver where there's silver in a vault somewhere for you. But at this point, if you're going to buy something over the Internet with uh, with silver, you're going to have to ship shipping, that stuff. Shipping costs, and then um, sometimes you're talking about insurance. and Right, you're paying to ship your payment. You're right. going to pay a shipping cost to ship your payment and pay a shipping cost to have whatever it is shipped back to you. Right, and that makes sense when you're dealing with large sums, but when you're dealing with large sums, you're usually talking about people wanting to get paid in FRNs because it's not it's not a hobby anymore. It's you know, you're talking about real life. It's true. So, Although I sold a, a a gun up here in New Hampshire and was paid in silver for it. Well, I've sold ads here um, yeah. in the, you know, the four digits um, and gotten paid in in precious metals. But it was before. easy. I drove over the guy's house and I picked up my silver, so it wasn't a wasn't a problem. Whereas doing that over the internet would make things more complicated, and that's going to be something, you know, now we're talking about it a little more, that's going to be something he's going to come up against big time with his website is people's, maybe their unwillingness to do business with gold and silver over the internet. Or maybe maybe they will be. But I think people are going to get a hard education in real money and gold and silver. Uh, the dollar is sinking daily to all-time lows. Every day the market opens, it's a it's a new day for people to come in and dump their dollars. And, and gold's been skyrocketing, skyrocketing just, just today. Highs. Gold.freetalklive.com. Get, get, take advantage of the low prices today. They may go up tomorrow. Toll-free number is 800-259-9231. Hour 2 is coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Listen up for something free from Ruger. From now until the end of the year, buy any new Ruger bolt-action rifle and receive a free Ruger-branded Carhartt jacket, both made in America. For more information, go to Ruger.com slash Carhartt. That's Ruger.com slash C-A-R-H-A-R-T-T. Ruger rifles are known for their rugged reliability, handsome style, unique design features, and represent the best value in rifles. Go to Ruger.com and check out a Ruger rifle today. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the second hour of the program. You can dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All of the features are free, so enjoy those on us. And uh, those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for their websites. Uh, we give ours away at freetalklive.com. And tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us again at freetalklive.com. The phone number is 800-259-9231. We're going to go right to your calls. Rich is in New Hampshire, and you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Rich. Hello, gang. Hey, what's on your mind the tonight? Reason I'm, the reason I'm calling is because at the end of the last hour, there was some mention of FRNs. Yes, and Federal like Reserve to... note. If I didn't make it clear, thank you for that. Yeah, I know you've got new call, uh, new listeners all the time, and and a lot of people probably don't know what that is. And I'm shame to on tell me. You about... <laughs> I should be like more to... aware of that. Right. Well, I'd like to tell you about some uh, one way that I like to have fun with uh, Federal Reserve notes. First, I'd like when to I... shame Mark too. Mark, you should have caught me on that one. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, anyway, when I when I go out good. shopping. Yes, sir. What I like to do is I'll, I'll I'll grab my merchandise and I'll put it on the counter and and then when the clerk tells me how much it is, I'll say, uh, "Do you take Federal Reserve notes?" 
<laughs> and nine times out of ten, they'll look at me funny, and they'll either say, what's that? What? Or, no, we don't. We just take money. <laughs> you know, words to that effect. And and so at that point, of course, I I pull out my wallet, and I whip out one of those so-called dollar bills, and I'll say, check this out. And I'll point out right across the top where it says Federal Reserve Note. Mm-hmm. And the reactions I get are just a lot of fun. People just... They say, wow, I never noticed that before. And then I might, I might slip in something like, did you know that the Federal Reserve is a private banking corporation that doesn't have your best interests at heart? Or something like that. Yeah. I just, it's so much fun. I highly recommend it. I, I agree. I think that's a great <laughs> idea, Rich. I, that's something I'm going to start doing. It's a, it's a quick and easy outreach to uh, really hit home that... This is private money, that this is not uh, gold and silver. It's not backed by anything, and you can leave people with those thoughts. It's an, ex- it's an excellent opportunity to look creepy in front of young clerks, too. No, I, I like <laughs> it. I like it. My only concern would be that, I guess, how long does it take to pull it off? If you've got a long, lengthy line behind you, oh, yeah, I'd be very cautious about it. But if you're the only person in line, then, yeah, have fun with them. Right, and I do play it by ear, according to how, how, much, how many people are behind me and so sure. on. That is a good point. And if I were really on the ball, I, and I, I haven't done this yet. Well, well, actually, I, I did do this when I was doing uh, Liberty Dollars before the, the raid way back when. You know, hand, hand out a brochure. But I, I would love to have some kind of brochure that explains everything so that it really hmm. spells it out for them and they have something to, to look at after I'm gone. Make it's a great idea. Do it. I think it's a good idea. You know, I wonder what the the, the, the sort of the average person is going to look at it like. I suspect they'll probably put it in the category that they do Bigfoot and flying saucers, but yeah. you know, maybe not. <laughs> maybe it's. I, I always like those little uh, those no. little. This isn't a gift. It's a tip thing from the uh, the libertarian the advocates for self government. The, yeah, the, the advocates for self government. I always thought that was kind of neat, and it gave people an opportunity. If if you don't know what it is, I guess. You, how would you find it's this? It's not going to work on everybody, but it will give some people the opportunity to stop down and question their uh, their surroundings and question uh, the, the system. I think that, I think it's worth trying. I yeah. think it is. I, I could care less. I mean, putting these thoughts in people's heads earlier, the sooner the better, because as gas starts going back from you know three dollars a gallon or whatever it is now to four, six, and eight as the dollar collapses. It's going to be important that people understand what's happening so mm-hmm. that they don't turn to the next fiat currency and say, oh, okay, well, this will fix everything and buy into it and just let the government stick it to them again and again. Or do like they did in Mexico back in the 80s, which is move the decimal point over a few. So that oh, yeah, that'll a, fix it. <laughs> a $10,000, uh, me, a 10,000 peso taco and is now all of a sudden... Only 10 pesos. Don't you think that would make more sense, Rich, if they introduced a new currency at the same time? Because then you can fool people. You, you Not only are you moving the decimal point, like you could have the Amero, for lack of a better term. We all kind of know that the Amero thing was really like not likely to come to fruition. Uh, but there certainly was a lot of buzz about it at one time, and a lot of people were thinking it was going to. And who knows? Maybe it still will. But what you could do is you could come out with the Amero or the North American unit or whatever it would be that, that it would be called, and it would be colorful. They'd move, uh, you know, they've kind of moved into having a few extra colors in the currency recently, but they could make it more colorful. It wouldn't be green anymore. It would be something completely different. You could put some little foil on there or something like that to make it shiny. And uh, then you could essentially give people one of these Ameros for 10 uh, Federal Reserve notes. 
And so it would seem to be more valuable. You go, wow, you just, just cost 10 of these Federal Reserve mm. notes. It's, you only get one. But it would also make it so the price of bread was 15 cents again, and you know, comic books are 5 cents or whatever it would be. You know uh, what would be really great is if they had... Um, you know, presidents uh, of the United States on these uh, these coins, these dollar coins, and then that they they kind of look gold, but they really look more like the, uh, the, the 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 chocolates that's wrapped in the, uh, the, the that you get the Jewish people get at uh, at Christmas time. You know, the geld. Eh, you know, th- that's what they should get. No, they already have that. <laughs> well, no, but don't you think it would work? I mean, Rich, how do you I'd, feel about that? Don't you think that would kind of ooh and ah people into uh, forgetting about the whole dollar thing, or would it just be too little, too late? Oh well, it might ooh and ah people. But the bottom line is, fiat currency, which, by the way, is another thing that wasn't explained in the last hour. Fiat currency means currency that is by decree, not necessarily backed by anything of value. Uh, But fiat currency is fiat currency. Some may be better than others, but it's all paper, and it's, it's backed by anything of value. I, I think, Ian, what you're leaving out is by the time they get to the, oh, let's let's introduce a new currency and have a 10-to-1 exchange ratio, is that, that the value will have diminished by such a great deal that bread won't be $2 a loaf anymore. It'll be 5 or $10 mm, a loaf. Good point. So you're just getting back to where you started. Paying a dollar for bread again. Yeah, yeah. good point. Well, Rich, any other thoughts? No, I, I think we nailed that subject. Well, thank you All for right. the call. I appreciate hearing from you. And, and good luck with the uh, the flyer or, the, or the, the brochure. I think that's a great idea. Somebody should do it. You know, I was uh the grocery store uh, recently, and I guess my, my wife bought something, and I couldn't believe the price. And As far as how expensive it was? Yeah, it, it seems to me that prices are going up, and they're kind of sliding up in a surreptitious fashion that no one's really paying attention to. I mean, I, it wasn't too darn long ago that I could go to Home Depot and I could buy a two by, an 8-foot 2x4 for 99 cents. Maybe I'm crazy and things are sliding up and I'm that old guy. I remember when you <laughs> could get a gallon of gas for 25 cents and you went farther on it too because it's better gas. Gas now stinks. I, I, I don't know if I'm that guy, no. but I feel like prices are going up. I remember sure. a decade ago, bread was a dollar. I mean, is it? And it's, yep. it's now 2.25 a loaf. I remember it's the same bread. I eat the same things all the time. I don't change. I was just at uh, Target tonight doing a little shopping with uh, the lady, and there were the Tic Tacs, that fairly small package of candy for 99 cents. And I can remember those things being as cheap as 49 cents back you know, a decade ago. So certainly things have gone up in price. I don't know. Some things, they uh, there's an illusion uh, that the prices are going getting lower, like milk, which is a heavily subsidized product. There's a lot of government intervention involved in the price of milk, but you could still, last week you could go and get a half gallon of milk for two bucks at the grocery store. So that's that's lower than some of the prices that I've seen uh, recently on, on milk. Milk must be in the consumer price index, that the, the numbers the government yeah. uses to measure inflation, so they have an incentive to keep the price low. Exactly. So, so the toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. It's my understanding that there um, are digital gold silver systems. I've just been emailed really? uh, by, uh, actually, last caller, goldmoney.com, I guess. Or eGold, isn't that what they They do? are out of business, E-Gold, aren't they? Uh, got shut yeah, down. I, I don't know. I yeah. figured. Well, the, <laughs> any digital gold business you're doing business with, uh, you know, you have the risk it's, of losing your money. It's like the weeds right. that come up in the cracks in the sidewalk. <laughs> then the Federal Reserve comes with a roundup and shh. You know, or, or whatever banking uh, system, they get rid of them relatively quickly. Uh, you know, I mean, I hope that I hope all the best for all of these companies. But well, there was the one uh, 
uh, card that Bernard von Nothaus got behind the Liberty gold, the, the Liberty card, which sounded great. It yeah. sounded like a great idea that you could load up cash, like one of those prepaid credit cards, that you could load it with cash and it would turn it into gold, mm-hmm. and then you'd you'd have a gold balance, and whenever you spent money, it would convert the gold back into cash and spend that for you. So you'd constantly hold a balance in gold, and That'd so therefore protect it from inflation. But the uh, the deal was, I guess, after several months that they couldn't get financing together or something like that. Something crashed in, and they claim that they're giving everybody their money back, so it didn't sound like anybody really lost their hide too bad on on the card. But nonetheless, they're you know they're not up and running right now, and they were for like five months, and then they disappeared. They're supposedly going to come back. We'll see. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL. That's FTL is in Free Talk Live. And sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. We give you the features free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. The features include the Shrine of Female Listeners. You can head over there to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what that's all about. Again, shrine.freetalklive.com. Now, we mentioned it earlier, and it will be mentioned again and again. That's the Free State Project. <laughs> Because not only are they sponsors of the show, but we're all participants and very happy to be involved. In fact, what if you found out that the best liberty activists from around the world were moving to the same place in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes? Would you want to join them? I know I did, and now I'm here. And so, if you think you want, might want to join them, there's the, the Liberty Forums coming up in, true. in March, and they're, they're pushing that now. I guess there's an, there's an early signer discount. Yeah, we should be talking about that. Yep, that's uh, I, you know, it's 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 time to start looking at getting your your tickets for the Liberty Forum. We need to get our code from uh, from Chris Lawless. Normally we get uh, we get a special discount code. I'll have to contact him about that. I'll get Dreep up here now. So uh, we'll get you that code at some point, and you'll be able to get a discount, an extra discount, likely on the uh, the Liberty Forum. Uh, but yeah, they did just reach out to us and officially ask Free Talk Live to appear live and broadcast yeah, from really. the Liberty <laughs> they, Forum. Uh, they could have said anything, and we were going to be there, right? I mean. You know. Well, I mean, they got to pay for the hotel rooms, and I suppose. I mean, we would have been there anyway, though. <laughs> it's, it's a, it's you a didn't multi, have to ask. It's a multi-thousand-dollar occasion when you when you buy Free Talk Live's uh, services, and we we waive those fees for the Free State Project because we really like the organization, we like the uh, the concept, and uh, and we really like it because that's why we're here. All three of us on the show tonight are Free State Project participants. We moved here. It's happening. You can be a part of it. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. Whatever it is that your brand of activism happens to be, it's happening here. Political stuff is happening here outside the system, market-based activism, media, the creation of, of new and old media. It's all happening here, and it's not really happening to a significant extent as it is here anywhere else. So go to freestateproject.org and get involved, which brings me back around to a conversation we were having last hour Mark, you were talking about the experience that some of the activists have been having here in the Keene area. And Keene is the area at which uh, I chose to move to here in New Hampshire. It's the southwestern corner of the state. 
sort of known as the the socialist bastion of New Hampshire. I mean, it's right there in the corner, tucked in next you're, to uh, Massachusetts and Vermont. Right, you're, and it's what, close to New York. You're you know? smearing the southwest corner of New Hampshire when you say that it is the bastion of socialism. Keen it is not. Is the bastion right. of socialism? Okay, right. <laughs> there, is, there is a the 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 the, the what, what do they call that the, the the county seat of that southwest portion is the bastion of socialism. Yeah. However, every town that surrounds Keene adjacent, uh, you know, adjacent just about has just about half the taxes that Keene does. That's not what uh, Dale says. He says the taxes in the Marlboro are pretty, pretty pricey. It, he's, I understand, and he hasn't looked at the numbers comparing them to what Keene's are. Keene's just went up again. <laughs> He said he heard they were only like three three points difference or something like that. I think that but sounds like hearsay to me. Well, he's the one that lives there, so I'll take his word for it. Okay, uh, well, I can pull up the numbers right now. Whatever. Um, <laughs> well, let's not let's not be confused by facts here. Yeah. <laughs> you can go ahead and pull up whatever numbers you want to. I don't really want to talk about I can about tell you my town is half of what Keene is. Okay, I'm really not interested in talking about the different tax rates that are available here on our national show. But, uh, but what is uh, worth talking about, I think, is the reaction to the types of activism that have happened here. And normally in the liberty movement, the only kind of activism there has been up until really the Free State Project and the movement to Keene has been the inside the system, follow all the rules that they put up for you style activism. And the people that have moved to Keene, a lot of them are really pretty much fed up with that crap. You know, they've had enough of following all the rules. They've had enough of the yes. system. They've followed the rules. And many of these folks, like myself, have been involved inside the in the system activism and have done their best within that system and it hasn't worked out. It just hasn't done much. We're starting to see that the system can be a way to get things done in New Hampshire because we have the mass numbers to make it to make something happen and it's just more politically feasible up here, but nonetheless it's still a very slow process. It's very frustrating. The return on an investment is very very poor. And the fact is a lot of people are still burnt out on it and so they're just saying screw this, let's try something different. And so people are doing things differently here in the Keene area. They're doing things like civil disobedience with the cannabis celebrations that have been going on on a daily basis. Up until this weekend, they wrapped it up on Saturday. It was the last official, whatever that means, cannabis celebration. So people have been smoking cannabis publicly on a daily basis. It started to pick up in Manchester as well. So Manchester's kind of become the, the new Keene or the mini Keene, even though it's four times the, the size. They've started to get a little uh, civil disobedience contingent over there as well. I'm sure much to the grin of those who would advocate only working within the system. But there has been some fallout, and, and the, the fallout uh, has essentially been that, that people that are associated with the liberty movement in the Keene area, for lack of a better term, free Keeners or free staters. Uh, yeah, the, well, I think Keeniac is a general term for anybody that lives in the area, but, uh, but the, the people associated with freekeen.com are essentially being painted as pariahs by certain people in the community. And these types of people, they they usually deem to speak for everyone. Whenever you read their blog posts or whenever you read their comments on our blog or the comments over at the Keen Sentinel's website, they're always saying things like, we don't want you here. What, would, what did that woman say to us today, uh, Sam? We, we were out front of the, uh, the courthouse today doing some fully informed jury association outreach, and this woman that had a particularly bitchy walk about her uh, <laughs> passed, passed by us once and ignored us when we offered her the fully informed jury association information. Then she came back out to go out to her, her uh, car and came back in, and it was at that time she decided to, uh, to give us a little piece of her mind. Well, I, I kind of instigated and said, oh, hey, I knew you were coming back to get one of our flyers. And you were joking with her. You were yeah, having a little fun. Trying to get a conversation right. started. 
And uh, she said, I know who you people are. And let me tell you, we don't want you or your ideas in our town. You need to leave. Yeah. We. We. This is the mentality, right? We. She speaks for the entirety of Keene, right? I mean, that would be what you'd think when, when you hear somebody say something like that. And you see those comments all over the place. Um, and so, yeah, those people are out there. How many are they? I don't know. Mark, you made a reference to have ta- having talked to people where you said 80% of them have said negative things. And then after that, during the break, you went on to explain that one of the guys that said something negative was completely misinformed. Well, as yeah, to what but that on. doesn't matter. Do you understand that misin- misinformation about, to the public at large does simply doesn't matter? It does matter. It'll get corrected over time. It, yeah, exactly. And that's what I want to bring up. I went out and was doing some volunteer works, painting the uh, local dance studio where there's a bunch of kids and it's kind of a community thing. And there was a lady there who is was a school teacher in Keene uh, who taught Eli Rivera, the police prosecutor's uh, kids, knows the Judge Burke, the, the local judge here that is uh, such a tyrant, for lack of a better word. It's easy to find people that know people. There's, the town's 25,000 people. Yeah. It's not very big. And so, you know, she's been in the area. She had heard all of this, these negative things and had formed, the I think, the opinion that Mark hears quite a bit from folks. And I started talking to her. She she knew who I was. She had watched some of the videos. And within, you know, a few hours, she had started to come around and understand that what she had been told was not true, that she really didn't understand what we were all about. And it was very easy to turn her around. Two weeks later, when I saw her back at the dance studio, it was completely different. We had a great conversation. The lady sitting behind the desk started talking about libertarian ideas and really supports what we're doing. So while, yes, there are some people who get these negative impressions about what's going on, once they hear the the truth, once they talk to us and actually exchange ideas rather than rhetoric, they come around very quickly. I agree with that entirely. I have a story that's just like that. More coming up here, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Uh, and by the way, those features include the archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, click download. They're yours right there on the front page of the website. That's freetalklive.com. And take the startpage.com seven-day challenge. For seven days, use startpage.com instead of your big brother search engine. Experience the difference. You'll get search results aggregated from the 12, from 12 major search engines. And unlike your old search engine, you'll have complete privacy in your search. They keep all this information. They have cookies on your machine. They, you know, they know who you are and and what it is you like. And well, a lot of them have shared information with the government. And it's a little disturbing. You can start the seven day challenge today at startpage.com. All right. So we're talking about the Free State Project and some of the responses that people have gotten or that, that we've been getting. We being the activists, those liberty oriented activists that have moved here and and gotten active, and also which has resulted in New Hampshire natives also activating, getting active. 
uh, and, and getting out there and really hitting the streets in favor of, of liberty. There's politics going on, a lot of it uh, in Concord and other places around the state, and uh, and a lot of outside the system, market-based activism, civil disobedience, non-cooperation. And most of that stuff has been really centered here in the Keene area. And, Mark, you're kind of bringing up this common concern that you um, – typically hear from the political side of, of the, you know, I don't know, the aisle, if we have an aisle in this movement, uh, but the political side of things, and that is that, you know, you guys are, uh, you're, you're ruining things. And now you haven't said that explicitly, but your your experience has been that when you talk to people, they don't have the most positive things to say about some of the civil right. disobedience. For instance, I was out um, the other day holding a sign for a friend of mine who's running for city council here in Keene, and I, you know, right there, I was talking to two of the city council type people, and I Somehow in the conversation, I said, you know, not all uh, liberty activists are crazy people that smoke pot on Central Square in the middle of uh, middle of the day. And Gee, thanks for throwing us under the bus. Somebody, uh, <laughs> somebody, uh, the, the next city councilor over who sort of popped into the conversation. It's crazy to smoke pot. Yep. And uh, popped into the conversation there. Uh, she, uh, it was uh, a gal named Ruth. She says, "Well, yeah, show me one or something like that." <laughs> so her, so the picture that is painted is that all free staters are people that run around in, in V masks, uh-huh. smoke marijuana on Central Square, <laughs> burn flags, and you know d- do a variety of sort of crazy outside the system antics that don't really accomplish much except for irking people. Now, the first thing I noticed about what you said, Mark, is that you were talking to city councilors when sure. you got that statement. But that was the, <laughs> but, but that was their. St- but do you understand that the statement they could they could think? And by the time they got done talking to me, they did think. Oh, the Free State Project is a much larger movement that's yeah. going on uh, all across the state. And by and large, in most places in the state, free, start- free staters are welcome with open arms. And in fact, the governor of the state um, welcomed them. Well, that's not true. I mean, you're, you're really speaking some generalities here. Uh, the free state, the political free staters, are not welcomed with open arms. The in many police chiefs' they association are. does not want them uh, doing what they're doing as far as medical marijuana. The police uh, chief, chief uh, the police chiefs' association has not said, "Please leave. You are not welcome." here. Oh, well, of course not. That would, it wouldn't make sense for them to say something like that. What I'm telling you is, though, even if you're getting active in the political realm, you're not necessarily welcomed with open arms by everybody. Inevitably, you'll have political opposition when you do those things. And, and sure, and I've said right here this evening that I, it, it, it may very well be evidence that the, the outside-the-system activists are being successful, that they're being uh, ostracized, told we don't want you in the restaurants, uh, you know, all kinds of things that are going on. I would say so, because if you look at Gandhi's... But I don't know. Quote, if you look at Gandhi's famous quote, first they ignore you, then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. I would say we're somewhere around laughing and fighting at this point because it's clear that we're not being ignored at, anymore. Look, my mom was around when the schools were desegregated, when uh, you know the civil rights movement and Martin Luther King was doing his thing. And she was told by the news media, by the the community, that these people are troublemakers, they're out just to get attention, you know, all the same things that you hear about the liberty activists. And, you know, time will tell that maybe that's not the case. I think and that's that's the most important factor is the time factor. We're still early on in this entire, you know, this entire affair. Right. And mm-hmm. what we hear from people when and when I say we, I mean those of us who are doing more outside of the system kind of things. What those of us who are doing the non-cooperative or supporting the non-cooperatives are, t- are tending to hear from people is that, hey, you know, you guys should work within the system. 
And then, of course, when you actually go and try to work within the system, they decide they don't really want you to work within the yeah. system after all. I uh, see that, that that is being true. Right. No, no, no. There's somewhere I'm going with this. So that's what we tend to hear. And you try to work within the system, and they kind of shut you down. They certainly have been doing it to me when I've been trying to work within the system. Now, to be fair, I don't want to work within the system and follow every single rule that they arbitrarily set up. I'm looking at their rules looking at my interpretation of what they say and going forward with that. And they don't like that either. They only like when you work within the system according to what they say that you have to do. And, of course, what that really means is that, well, what we want, what we want you free staters to do is just show up once every two years or, or once a year around election time and, and run some candidates, maybe head over to the, the city council meetings and put your thoughts in it. Just shh, pipe down, stay quiet. Don't go out and do anything that could get you attention because, well, that might result in more people coming here and a quicker end to our uh, tyrannical system. And indeed, over time, as more people who are hearing this misinformation, because there's a core group of misinformation spreaders out there, whether they're doing it on purpose or whether they're just being conduits for the information that's been mis you know it's the telephone system where you pass one thing on to somebody else and they they misinterpret it and they misspeak it and it gets misspoken all around town once they encounter somebody like sam or myself on a personal level where they get to have a conversation with us that is you know more than a few minutes long to talk to us to see oh my god these people are normal i like them wow i'm actually liking these free staters i was told they were evil i was told that they're trying to ruin society they seem like they're better parts of society we were talking with uh, one of the guys from the the hope chapel which is a local church where free staters and liberty activists came out after they'd been vandalized by some so-called anarchists who painted, you know, the circle A on the side of their building. Well, the real anarchists came out and they helped them repaint their church. That was something that really created a bond with those people, having sure those did. those radicals so-called come out. Now we've got the uh, the pastor at that church who's saying, "Hey, anytime you need us for anything, you know, let us know. We'll we'll do, we'll, we'll help you. You need a place to meet." Let us know. Uh, you need some. You need whatever. They're they're there for us. And uh, and I pointed out to the guy from the church this weekend. I said, you know, I didn't see any bureaucrats out painting that church. You know, all these socially minded, we're part of the community bureaucrats and all the the haters that are posting their anti free state vitriol on these forums. Didn't see any of them coming out uh, and and painting the church. Now, to be fair, I didn't know who all the people were, but I certainly didn't see any of the prominent bureaucrats from around town helping out with this community effort. So we're out there building relationships slowly, and the word will start to filter through the grapevine to counteract uh, all of the misinformation. Because that's really all it is. It's just personal attacks and misinformation. The opposition doesn't have anything significant to say. That's why they have to say stuff like, you guys are stupid. You're crazy. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, sure, and Ian, yeah. I agree with all of that stuff. However, I've got another story for you. The, op- the opposition is, at, at this point, as far as the war of PR, the opposition has the upper hand. Upper hand. They're on top of the hill fighting downward. I'm not worried whereas, about them at I know all. you're not. They're, they're completely right. And that is why people... Um, um, who are in the Free State Project, who uh, are sort of less... Uh, it's why Keen is one of the, the most... Will you please stop right, for a second? Your... God's sakes, it's talking to a, <laughs> a, a zealot. Um, it's That's why people who are members of the Free State Project who are not civil disobedient types say that the well is being poisoned. Because, in fact, the, the it's spreading, right? It's going from Keen, which I think is a great place for civil disobedience because there's no opportunity for, uh, for uh, political activism here to go anywhere. So it might as well be civil disobedience. But it's spreading to Manchester. It's spreading to Derry. And those people, they have something to say there about 
the well being poisoned. I, when I go the out hell and say does that, that mean when the I go out and say poisoned. I'm a free stater, people say, you know, to themselves, well, you must be one of those crazy nut jobs wearing a mask on Central Square and smoking pot. But Isn't you already that made what the, the bureaucrat said. You, you can't control what other people think, Mark. Why would you want to? I mean, that's what <laughs> it already, sounds like. You already made the point that you had a conver- simple conversation with the misinformed people, and within minutes it turned them around. So what are you so concerned with? The people that I haven't had conversations with. Give them time. And the more people that move here, the more likely they are to encounter somebody who's regular and normal. And Or mount your own campaign to explain what these people are doing. There's more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program, we need your vote. And not in the usual voting location. This time, we need it over at podcastawards.com. It is the once-a-year podcast awards. We have won the last four years in a row. They've only been four so far. This is the fifth one. And hopefully we'll win this time around, but the competition is pretty big time. And we're talking about going up against Rush Limbaugh. So if you can help us with that, it'd be a big, uh, much appreciated. Please go to vo- uh, go. No, excuse me. Go to podcastawards.com. And if you scroll down the page, the political category is the third from the bottom right. You can select Free Talk Live and then scroll down a little bit further. And then I think they ask for your name and your email. I believe email verification is randomized with this system, but it may be something you have to do is verify. They'll just send you a quick uh, quick email making sure that you're a real-life human being. You click the link in there, and your vote has been tallied. It's something you can do on a daily basis at podcastawards.com from now until November 30th. So you got a couple more weeks uh, to help us out with this, and it's uh, much appreciated. So thank you in advance to everybody who is going and voting for us at podcastawards.com. All right, so we're going to continue here. Take your phone calls. Uh, we've been talking about the different styles of activism that are available up here in New Hampshire. And I think it's great. I think it's healthy that we're having this debate, that we're having this discussion about, you know, what is and what is not the most appropriate kind of activism, and that there are certain people that are upset about certain types of activism here, because I think that shows that we're having some success. I think that that if people are upset and people are saying things like, get out of town, we don't want you here, that's actually an <laughs> indicator that you're making waves, that something's yep. actually happening. And as Sam pointed out, he had a conversation. Mark, you pointed out that you had a conversation with, with people that had some misunderstandings about what free staters are. In fact, there's a lot of misunderstanding. The newspaper here in town recently ran an article about, why didn't you vote? It was a few days after the election happened. It was, only, as usual, a municipal election. Only 10% turned out to vote. Just a typical municipal election. I tell you, that's that's a well-attended municipal election, as far as I can tell. I'd, I'd say that there's a lot of towns where 10% is a big turnout. Maybe, maybe. But nonetheless, the newspaper editor, one of the editors of the newspaper, wrote up this article, why aren't you voting? Voting is so important. And, you know, kind of just went on about that. But later in the article, he mentions Nick Wright 
Snyder, who is one of the candidates. He was effectively the liberty candidate to vote for in this year's election. Came down with, I think, one out of every four people who went to vote did cast a vote for Nick, which, again, could have been worse. Uh, But the newspaper editor got it wrong and labeled Nick Ryder as a free stater. This was after the election. After it should have been pretty clear that Nick Ryder was actually a New Hampshire native, that he was not in point of fact in any way, shape, or form a free stater. Because a free stater is somebody typically who has signed a statement of intent to move to New Hampshire and has made the move uh, to New Hampshire, although you can be a free stater and not yet have moved. But to people in New Hampshire, a free stater is somebody who's moved here uh, to get active. But, but but to the misinformed, a free stater is anybody that loves liberty. Well, yeah, I've heard um, I've heard people label themselves who are not free staters as free staters as free staters and label other people who are not free staters as free staters because they are mostly what I can tell is sort of ultra right, um, ultra right wingers. Yeah. And somehow that's getting the free state label or whatever. I don't know exactly, but. It's, so it's that's very just interesting. You can't control what people are doing. You can't control the misinformation that's out there. There's a lot of it, and there's just no way to handle it beyond doing everything you can personally to, in the lives that you can touch. And Sam, you'd came up, you'd come up with a great idea at the end of the last segment, to, and you directed it at Mark. Hey, Mark, if this is a problem, if you think the the well is being poisoned for the politicos out there, then why don't you get out there and do what you can to correct that misinformation? Yeah, stop being a victim. Stop whining about what other people are doing and create what you want. Well, I guess. Um, First off, I have done that. Remember, um, I don't live in Keene, New Hampshire, and I wouldn't um, because it is a socialist bastion. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm kind of of the opinion that most of the free staters are in the state, which is let the Keeniacs and Keene have each other. They're perfect. It's a marriage made in heaven. Fine and dandy. I'll be interested in my local politics, and I'm doing fine um, there, and everything's going okay how'd that fire engine vote go yeah uh, the fire engine <laughs> vote came came my way uh but uh, you know there's there's still issues in the, the fire department certainly but your critique i think is accurate sam and that is that a lot of the people that are complaining about you guys are poisoning the well with your civil disobedience well yeah why don't you just uh, instead of complaining actually get out there and and reach out to people and do what you can to to propagate the message that you think is what you want people to hear. Yeah, and it's because it's hard. It's tough to get these ideas put in front of people, and they're not going to want to listen. They're not going to have a huge audience, and they don't have any kind of plan, but yet they still want everyone to follow their way because somehow they've made up that this is the way, this is the path to liberty. And I don't think that's true. I think it's one of many paths. So one more anecdote, and we'll get back to your uh, your phone calls here. But I was out at one of the 420 cannabis celebrations on a weekend, and it had dwindled down and dwindled down, and there was maybe only five more people hanging out there. And I was getting ready to go, and this lady comes up, walking her dog through the park. And she stops, and she strikes up a conversation, starts to ask some questions about, hey, well, you know, what are you guys doing down here? And, da, 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 da. and she had seen us. She works on the circle. And so the where this is happening is the very center of Keene, New Hampshire, the center of town. And so there's businesses all around this, this circle. She works there every day, and she'd been looking down from the third floor and seeing what was going on. And she made a note like, yeah, I want to get down there and, and see what's happening down there. And she told us in our what ended up being a 45-minute conversation of all of us just standing out in the cold. It was a relatively cold day, probably in the, the 40s, and uh, just talking with this uh, this nice middle-aged woman who um, had just taken the time to stop and ask us some questions. And she had explained that, you know, she'd heard some things in the pe- from the people around town, not good things about, uh, you know, you, you free staters or you liberty people or whatever. 
And the more we talked to her, she made the uh, the comment that the more we talked to her, that the better she she was liking us. She was liking us more and more every moment that uh, that she spent with us. And she was really really cool and really you know open minded enough to to uh, to have a chat. And it really worked out well. Uh, you know, she left that day with a wonderful uh, feeling about us, and and we all felt good about her. And uh, it was a wonderful conversation and conversion, if you will. And see, the day before, if somebody had come in and spouting off the nonsense about free staters or this, free staters or that, she wouldn't know any better, and that would just go unchallenged. Whereas now, just like in your case and and in my case, the lady at the uh, dance studio. The next time somebody goes in spouting off a bunch of nonsense, they're going to step in to say, no, wait, hey, a, wait minute. a minute, I've talked to him yeah. and that's not true. Absolutely. So that's that's going to be it's not going to go unchecked anymore. Right. I don't know that it's entirely that that somebody's going to jump in and and necessarily say what, what if it's somebody know. they know they pro- likely will correct them because once you've had the misinformation corrected it's unlikely that you'll be able to be swayed toward that side again. Yep. So what we're getting what I what I see happening here is yes Keen is going to have a backlash it it already is from the anti free Keen crowd. Uh, but that's only going to result in more people coming here, and eventually it's going to result in a much larger turnaround in the uh, in the end as far as achieving liberty in our lifetimes. That's what I think is going to happen. It's just my speculation. I agree. But we've brought people, uh, some of the young people that have been coming to the 420 things, now they're getting active, which otherwise, had we not done that civil disobedience, that never would have happened. And who knows what that's going to lead to uh, down who the road. Knows? We're getting all kinds of publicity. When, you look, when you're looking at New Hampshire as a place to move to, clearly... Free Talk Live has an effect on, you know, promoting Free Keen, obviously. But as far as areas where there's hot spots of activism, Keen, even though it's not the most populated city in New Hampshire, would probably be one of the top three destinations for uh, for people to move to. I still think Manchester is likely number one simply because it's got the the size. There's just 100,000 people live in Manchester, 25,000 in Keene. Inevitably, there's going to be more economic opportunity and housing and stuff like that there. But when you talk to people, you usually hear them say things like, or if you go to the Free State Project's website, there's usually posts to the extent of, I'm looking at either Manchester or Keene. Or Manchester or Keene. Well, that's that what they're saying because um, they're they're interested in the civil disobedience going on in Keene. But I don't see anything that would draw people to Keene um, other than the the civil disobedient thing that that you know that, that they might be interested in. Um, it seems to me that Manchester being the big metro, so that's going to draw people. Nashua is close to a big metro, and it's um, it's within the the Boston you know just drive you know it's a short drive to Boston. Uh, Port- I'm just telling you what I'm hearing, Mark. That's I know, all. but what you're hearing is tainted by reality the reason what are you talking about tainted by reality of course it's tainted by reality the reality is there's a lot of buzz here and that's why right. people want to come here right so if the buzz wasn't here why would they come here you made it seem like that this would be one of the top three places they would want to come anyway no no that's not what i was saying i'm okay. saying that's i was making a statement about fact that this is one of the top three places that people want to come to because of all the action here because well, of all, all the, the action here is because you're here and doing what you're doing. Well, Sam's here doing what he's doing. But the reason that the Sam's other here activists... is because you were here. Well, I was here because Russell and Kat uh, Canning were Don't here. Don't I freaking know it. <laughs> right. So I'm just talking about the facts, Mark. Keene is a hot spot because of the civil disobedience activism. It's going to draw more people here, and eventually it's going to mean more politics and stuff like that happening. We've got the Keene family group that's about to start up. That's going to draw a different crowd. It's Free Talk Live. How long can you hold your breath? Not long. 
After air, water is the most critical factor for life. There are dozens of toxic substances in tap water, even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove. Sadly, most bottled water isn't much better. The chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem. Filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer. You'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money, too. Aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher-type filters. Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart, 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You are invited to take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, and bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We go to your phone calls. Dan is in Pennsylvania on the amp line. Hello, Dan. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I was listening to this Friday or Saturday show, and the same guy who called in, who had called in earlier about gun control in Canada, and uh, he brought up something that's a real pet peeve of mine. It's something I've dealt with a lot in the past. All right. Nothing we like more than pet peeves on this show. Well, basically, it's (laughs) the idea that they say, you know, our, our principle is that, you know, people should be able to do whatever they want, but... In saying that you can't initiate force, we somehow violate our own principles. And uh, I even heard that described as a libertarian tyranny. So I kind of wanted to call in and rebut that. By all means. Uh, Well, basically, the idea that the principle is you can do whatever you want, period, is a straw man. The actual principle is everybody can do whatever they want with their own property. And that reflexively means that nobody can do what they want with another person's property without the property owner's permission. Which includes you, because you own yourself, so therefore, unless I get permission for you to molest me, then uh, you know, then you can't do that. Right. If we say everybody can do whatever they want, period, then that means that other people can violate other people's rights. Yeah, I cringe. But that means... I cringe when I hear people say that because immediately I know the people who have not been exposed to the libertarian idea start thinking anarchy and, you know, the Wild West or people oh, yeah. running around shooting each other. That's immediately what pops into a lot of their heads. And it, shifting the message just slightly can avoid that. Right. It's just, I mean, that broad principle is contradictory because if everyone can do whatever they want, including with other people's property, then the property owners are having their liberty abridged by the action of the other person. So if you just squeeze that down a little bit to everyone can do what they want with their own property, then that includes the negative principle of what you can't do regarding other people's property. Well, it's, it's a pretty easy way to, you know, to put the principle out so that there's no confusion on that matter. I do think that non-aggression principle is a is a great principle to live by and it's extraordinarily simple and the vast majority of people in our culture accept it readily and understand it and and you know just on its face it it works well however there is a problem when it comes into the idea of what is private property because you know once you start getting in that into that arena then uh, you know it's it, it it gets blurry wouldn't you agree 
Oh, sure. But it's, I think it's a good starting point, and, and there's lots of – I mean, the whole idea for me is, uh, you know, non-contradiction. Something can't be true if it contradicts itself. So, you know, that axiom of, of non, non-aggression is non-contradictory, but then you can also get into ways of defining property that also carry a logical consistency that avoids the sort of contradiction that you get with, you know, Marxist non-propertarianism or public property and, and ideas like that. Very good, Dan. Any other thoughts? Uh, nope, that's all for tonight. Thank you, guys. Yep. Thank you for the call. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. Yeah, I think what Dan's doing is not only including the the non-aggression principle, but also sort of mixing in the idea of property rights, something that they just don't teach people in the government schools, or they, they teach them this distorted idea that, you know, if if anyone is allowed to go into a store, then it's automatically public property, but then they don't even understand the basics of true public property. It's It's a mess. Absolutely it is. So we've got quite an educational uh, task in front of us. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and that's why getting together with other like-minded people makes that task easier, because the more the more liberty minds you have in a given geographical area, the more likely that non-liberty-oriented people will come into contact with them and be influenced by them, especially when you have liberty-minded people on radio and television and in newsprint, as we do here in this uh, in this area. And one of those uh, radio, or rather television personalities, is on the line. Uh, his name is Dennis Goddard. He's with us uh, from New Hampshire. Dennis, you're one of the, uh, the few in the proud that's producing a liberty-oriented television show outside of Keene, New Hampshire. You're up in the Concord area. And your show is uh, what uh, Liberty uh, Shoot Capital, Capital Access. Access New Hampshire Capital Access. Yeah, that, thanks for the plug, Ian. Actually, I don't think of myself as a television personality, but once in a while, I'll run into someone on the street, and they'll say, "Hey, you know, I saw that show on TV, and blah blah blah." And I go, "Oh my God, people watch TV." Right on. It, it is sad that there's not more of us. I, it, it's cool that there's a few of us, but I would love to see more people. You know, when they get to New Hampshire, just pick up and, and put on a TV show. It is so easy. And people like you, I'm sure, would help out. I'm happy to help people out, show people the ropes. It's so easy. Yeah, it's not hard at all, and I agree with you. Um, and in fact, up here, or down here, rather, in Keene, uh, they've made it even easier now. They'll even bring in the crew for you. You don't even have to. You can just go in as someone who wants to talk, and they'll set up the studio for you. It's, uh, it's, it's gotten even easier. And, of course, for me, it's partially uh, sort of a political thing. You know, it increases uh, my leverage with people that I want to have listen to me and, and hear what I have to say because I let them blabber on community TV for a while. And I, I find it's amazing. You know, if I want to talk to a state senator or someone running for United States Congress, they're happy to come on my little, you know, community access TV show that all I needed was a face. Do they know and, that you're a radical before they come on? Well, not necessarily, but usually during the show, I'll I'll either say the word anarcho-capitalist, you know, to describe myself, or you know, if I have a conservative on, I'll let them go on and on about how government is bumbling, government is bumbling, and then I'll pull in something that I actually picked up from from Free Talk Live. It's, wait, 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 you 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 understand that government sucks at everything it does? You want these people to defend you? You know this. <laughs> yeah, that's one yeah, of the things I love about error. your show is you are you are not afraid to to corner the politicians. Yet you manage to get them on the show, which I think is great. They haven't blackballed you yet for some reason. Well, I don't think of I don't corner people. I really do try to let people get what they say out, and I don't like 
give an opinion to people, I ask them questions. I, I try to be persuasive. I try to use, like, advocates uh, for self-government kind of persuasion. I guess to me it feels like, I, I like that, and you're right, uh, but to me it feels like cornering simply because most people won't do what you're talking about. Like, most people will just kind of back off from the politicians and when they're interviewing them and let them just say what they're going to say and not do anything of any sort of challenging nature. Your questions are challenging, though. I mean, they're, que- they're challenging questions to their belief system, and I think that's what's uh, very entertaining to watch. Well, uh, again, I, most of the ammo that I have, I learned listening to this show, Free Talk Live, and all you, know, all you have to do is sit back and pretend that you're listening while you're trying to figure out, oh, 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 they said something that I've got a piece of ammo to shoot them back with. I'll ask a question when they That's not the nice. You shouldn't be saying <laughs> that you're pretending to be listening. You should be listening very carefully, and you already have your, your repertoire, and you can just pull out your arrows at any moment. Well, so while, while we're having a mutual love fest, you know, one of the things that I do appreciate about you, Ian, is that you, um, I think, share to some degree my, my passion about the correct use of words and the correct use of language. Um, it's not good enough to just say, oh, well, you know what, my, what I mean. You know, there, there needs to be precision in communication. Yeah, I agree. And, well, there's, there's a term that I often hear used on Free Talk Live and, that I think is, is misused, and it's very understandable that it's misused. Um, it, it's easy to misuse in our, in our society. Uh, and the word is, this is not going to be easy. You're not going to want to hear this on the radio. The word is politics. All right. What do you mean by now, that? Well, I, I think generally when I hear the word politics used on this show, the definition that's attached to it, the connotation, is democracy, which is a, a different cat. So the meaning of the word politics, if, if, I think if you break it down, politics, and it, no, not the funny definition, anytime you have more than one person trying to deal with, you know, what is the group going to do? You have politics, and you get this completely outside of any kind of governmental situation whatsoever. Ask anyone that's worked with anyone else. I, I would say you're right about that. The most recent definition that I found that I think is appropriate for it is number six in dictionary.com, uh, the use of intrigue or strategy in obtaining any position of power or control, as in a business, university, or etc. And I think that's a fairly accurate statement as to what politics is all about. I can put you on hold, and we'll bring you back here in a moment, because I'm sure you're not done. 800-259-9231. I buttered him up a bit because he was calling about poisoning the well, so we'll see what he was really calling about here in a moment. 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. If you're paying more than $14.95 per month for DSL, you are paying way too much. It's time to make the switch to DSL Extreme, the nation's number one internet service provider. DSL Extreme is fast, and at $14.95 per month, it's cheaper than dial-up. Plus, you get free spam protection, a free modem, and 24-hour-a-day free local tech support with no setup fees. Restrictions apply. Call 1-866-2-GET-NET. That's 1-866-2-GET-NET. Or go to DSLExtreme.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are back to take your calls about whatever's on your mind. Just dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And speaking of SACL CAI... If you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. 
Their employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients too. SACL CAI, you can see their banner at freetalklive.com. And do business with businesses that support Free Talk Live. All right, 800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. Dennis is on the line in New Hampshire, and you're back on Free Talk Live. Dennis, go ahead with your thoughts. So, yeah, so, so politics, you know, is that, that chess game. And then you, you play it out even in a family, you know, mom and dad each want to go somewhere different, kids want to go somewhere different, you talk it out amongst yourselves, and at the end of the day, someone figures out how to convince enough people that we're going to go one way or another. And, of course, it always happens in the, in a corporate environment. You send an email that's well-crafted to make someone else do something else that's going to make you look good or, or bad and stuff like that. Very different from democracy, which is the whole 51% of the neighbors vote, and then you wind up tarred and feathered on the 50-yard line. Yeah, I don't think I've ever necessarily thought of politics as democracy necessarily. I've always considered the, you know, the struggle for power, which is what uh, I think the definition of it is. Well, uh, suffice to say, I think there's a certain degree of diplomacy that, that plays a part in good politics, and that I, I actually associate in my mind politics with some of the education aspects that, that we've been talking about, you know. And, uh, you know, since I'm all nice and buttered up, yeah, you mentioned poisoning the well. So, Well, I disagree with you there, first of all, that uh, politics okay. has anything to do with necessarily educating, unless you're educating people for the purpose of bringing them on board with promoting your position, you know, promoting you to a position of power. I mean, politics is... No, no, is well, I, I don't understand how that computes. You know, if, if I'm talking to um, you know, a legislator and I'm trying to help them understand my position, the, the liberty position on an issue... I'm going to do that. I'm going to try and educate them. Sure. And it's not to get me a position of power. It's oh, good just point. to get the thing to come out my way. Definition 7 is a treatise by Aristotle dealing with the structure, organization, and administration of the state. So I guess also to play politics, uh, to engage in political intrigue, to take advantage of a political situation or issue, uh, to exploit a political system or political relationship. So a lot of the definition of politics is defined by the word political. <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's not a particularly uh, pretty word. However, uh, I would say that many of the, the liberty activists like Dennis who are involved in politics here in New Hampshire are involved in getting power so that they can give it back to the people that uh, from whence it has I been taken. I understand the point. I understand all of that. And I, you know, I've been involved I mean, I myself. I issue with that, Mark. I mean, getting power. Look, someone who gets elected to the House of Representatives in New Hampshire, they get their hundred bucks a year before taxes. They get like maybe a drawer to keep files in and they get one vote out of 400. It's what not glorified. Really it's not very glorified in New Hampshire. There's no doubt but about that. But their vote counts and nobody else's does. Yeah, power is <laughs> power, dude. I mean, it is power. It's it's not a great deal of power in comparison to other state governments, but it is, it is power and hopefully the people that we back um, are the people that will vote to give people themselves freedom so that they can make decisions in their lives. Yeah, exactly. And, and you do that by establishing those good relationships and being a person that when, when, they t when you talk, that people want to listen to and, and think, well, you know, maybe he has a point there. Maybe I'm starting to come along to that guy's way of thinking. You know, the average FTL listener, I think, well, I don't know about the average, but many FTL listeners like myself, like um, you know, numerous people that call and write in, we hear you guys talking and, you know, we, we come along to your way of thinking. And it's easier because 
you're on the radio, so it, it can't really directly get us too much. You're on the radio or you're on a podcast. We can tune you out if we have to, you know. It, it's not right there in your home. It's not right there like you have to deal with it like a flesh-and-blood person. Uh, when you're dealing with real flesh-and-blood people, you have to be a lot more sensitive about how you talk to them and make them feel, right? Sure, sure, and you can hear the politicians do that. If you if you listen over at freekeen.com to the weekly talkback call-in sessions, you can hear the politicians agreeing with everyone that calls in. I mean, that uh, you know, they want to please people. They want people to be happy. Yeah, they, uh, there's a lot them. of yeses and uh-huhs. Yeah, you can have one call that will be very, very statist, and you'll hear them uh, nodding along, and then we can call in with uh, liberty points, and they'll agree with us on you know some of the liberty points too. So, uh, politicians are are very good at uh, at you know pretending like they care. True. Now, on the standpoint of uh, poisoning the well, you know, I would just put the example, the one example I know best is when I arrived in town a couple of months ago, you know, we moved house, we got to the new place, and, you know, I, I, I did want to get involved with, like, town goings-on in something that I thought would be useful and productive. You have left Concord? Is that what you're saying, Dennis? Yeah. Yeah, I'm in uh, Hopkinton now. Okay, very good. It's right next door, basically. It's next to Burbover. But it's a town, it's not, a, not a city, right? It is definitely a town. Gotcha. And it's interesting. When you talk to the people here, they really look down on people who live in a city because it's like, oh, yeah, that's city politics for you. Man, you know, they'll make you <laughs> pick up trash with a municipal trash pickup. Huh. Oh, yeah. That's, that's how they are in my town, too. They can't believe that people would live in Keene, New Hampshire. Yeah, well, because the amount of rules and that you don't get no say in the, in the town meeting and all that stuff. All the money. All the taxes. And all the money. <laughs> So, you know, when, when, when I show up and I, and I wanted to get involved, so I got involved in the recycling committee, right? <laughs> and, and you're laughing, but you guys know me. I drive in my, my hybrid electric cars, and I'm all vegetarian, and I'm, I'm just Mr. Eco Guy. I've, I've always kind of been that way. And, and uh, I'm, I'm not one of those libertarians that thinks that global warming is actually a scam that's out to control the entire planet. That does seem a little bit weird and alarmist to me. And I honestly do think it would be good if more people recycled more as opposed to dumping more in the landfills. Call me kooky. I actually think that. Oh, I agree. And I'm willing to help put up little posters to make people think about it. Well, now, wait a minute. Have you seen the Penn & Teller episode about recycling? Uh, No. Oh, you should watch it. You you should. Penn & Teller point out that most things that... YouTube.com. Penn and Teller recycling. Yeah, it's it's also I think on Google Video, but uh, th- but anyway, uh, th- they really just break it down. It's essentially uh, it's, it's a government make work program for the most part. There are some things that are really worth recycling, and that's why you well some you know the bums will get paid for picking up aluminum cans because they're actually worth something. Uh, but other things are just it actually takes more energy to, for instance, with the paper to to remove all the ink and stuff like that and then kind of reconstitute it into uh, into paper. And they really go through all of it and they look at landfills and they look at the myths that surround them and they do an amazing job of it. It's a it's a real myth buster on uh, on the idea of recycling. It was basically created by one federal bureaucrat back in I think it was the 1980s, uh, you know, basically to uh, to establish more power for the feds and to to, to make you know to create jobs that weren't necessary well with the paper i'd say composting is the way to go why recycle right i concur um, yeah and you know hey it's avoiding avoiding putting stuff in the landfill and who pays for the landfill everyone that throws away trash you know so right, so you so got anyways, on the committee yeah and the, you know, one of the first things you know the first meeting i'm there someone says oh you know chris who's another freestater who showed up you know a couple of years before me he said you might you know want to volunteer some time that's great that's nice at some point during the during the discussion, 
someone just kind of says, oh, hey, are you a freestater? And I didn't know what to say. And uh, uh, they could uh, see uh. me, like, stalling. And, and they were just like, oh, you know, we love freestaters. We love Chris. Chris is great. <laughs> so, you know, the fact that someone else had come to town and really rolled up his sleeves and got involved in what was going on in the community, of not bringing his own agenda, not being what you might call a carpetbagger, but like listening to what's going on in the community and finding what things are things that he could pick up with and run with. And, you know, now the aforementioned Chris, who is also the guy that... Uh, I'm all in favor of that, Dennis. Hang on, I'll bring you back in a moment. 800-259-9231. We need to get that code for the Liberty Forum, too. It's Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation. Well, now we've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some very special rates on some of my favorite gold and silver pieces. I love the British Sovereign. It's about a quarter ounce, which is usable for a gold coin. They tend to be older and thus are numismatic and untracked by the government. They have the 100-year-old wow factor for the layman and are easily storable for emergencies. You can get them for only $288. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold. FreeTalkLive.com. The shipping is the same as it is for one coin as it is for 20. So try to get as many as you can at once. 877-857-9938, gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line tonight. It's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. We've got stuff like the uh, bulletin board system with over 500,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there at bbs.freetalklive.com. Get interactive over at bbs.freetalklive.com. It's free, of course. And if you hate making extra trips in to carry in the grocery bags from the car, well, you need to know about the Totasac, T-O-T-A-S-A-K.com, 100% recycled materials right here in the United States. Uh, that's where it's made. It's designed to simplify all kinds of carrying tasks. I use it to bring the groceries back, and it makes it so easy. Uh, in fact, I use two of them. But you can get more than two. You can order yourself a family pack, and you can get a two-for-one deal right now, but you have to call the Totasac people to get that two-for-one family pack deal. Right, right? and the um, the deal, you, yeah, right, their, their telephone number is on the website at Totasac.com. Right. Actually, the uh, the deal is a two-for-one shipping deal. So you buy the two. Um, two we, we were misinformed I, I was I was mistaken. Oh, boy. So. It doesn't matter. They'll still honor whatever, um, you know, whoever Bad salesman. Some, right. Well, what can bad, I tell you? I, that's, that's what I understood what was written in front of me. Okay. So, what can so, I tell you? So explain the deal then because we've been missing. You buy two, uh, two six-packs um, and they'll ship one of them for free anywhere in the country for you if you so want. So it's not a 50% off shipping. It's a free shipping it's free for shipping, one of them if right. you buy two. Correct. Got it. Is it free shipping for both of them if you ship both to the same place? You ship it to yourself. Um, I, I I don't I don't know how that works. I mean, you'll have to ask them. All right. Well, oh, well, you've actually got an interview with the uh, the guy, right? It's attached to tonight's show on the podcast tonight. So if you're listening on the radio and you want to hear uh, a little bit more about the Totasac, the uh, is it the inventor or who is who are you talking to? Uh, you know, he had a it's, somebody came to him with an idea and he basically put it together, refined it, and made it uh, workable. The marketer, so, the yeah. marketer, basically. You know, the, the manufacturer. I the think man the behind the Totasac yeah. uh, will be interviewed on the podcast tonight. Uh, but but we normally give you a tota sack a couple times a week on this show. We do a two-pack giveaway, and we won't be doing that this week. 
Mark, why is that? Well, that's because we're giving away Toto Sacks on the the Facebook groups and the Facebook uh-huh. fan pages um, in order to to rally votes. Uh, we've at podcastawards.com. It's right. It's that it's the annual uh, voting time at podcastawards.com, and I'm. I I know who the best people are to get to vote, and that is the Facebook group. They're very responsive, as is our update group at updates.freetalklive.com. And uh, so, people on the updates, uh, or people specifically on the Facebook group, are being given the opportunity to win these prizes. Uh, right. There's Toto Sacks. I'm going to have some uh, books to give away. Sci-fi books. Sci-fi books from uh, Bain Publishers. And you know, cool. I'm, I'm I'm essentially and the giveaways have already begun. So get on Facebook.freetalklive.com. It's not over yet, right? You're going right. to get these well, things Facebook away. Well, Facebook.freetalklive.com is the fan page, and the fan page seems to be far less effective in getting people to vote because oh, you have to go and check the fan page in order to get it to work. I think the fan page is is not a very effective way to find out about how to win because if I can tell you versus the entries. The entries from one side mm-hmm. versus the other, and I yeah. know because I've given the I'm giving the numbers out. You're guessing a number. How are we going to get those. them to the other side? <laughs> I don't know. You you set it up, man. I don't do this stuff. Well, we're, we're going to have to have two Facebook sites now. Or you search what? free talk live doc, You search free talk live on uh, Facebook. It's the best way to do it. Okay. Well, I mean, if you feel like we need to switch the the Facebook to not the fan Johnson page. really likes the fan page because it's got some analytics. But I'm sorry, analytics on a page that isn't working isn't that valuable. But doesn't also it give you the updates when when you post on the fan page? Doesn't that appear in people's updates? Big fat hairy deal. Well, that's I can what send I look emails. At. That's all I ever look at. Facebook I can send emails updates. to people's email boxes from the group. I can tell you which one I'm getting responses from, Ian. And mm. I can tell you the responses are something like ten to one. Wow. All right. Uh, well, anyway, you can if you can find our Facebook group, you can get some prizes, <laughs> including the Totus and the fan page. But you have to keep a better eye on. All right, Dennis is back on in New Hampshire. You're back on Free Talk Live. You're talking about getting active uh, in local uh, politics, and I don't think you'd finished your thoughts. So go ahead. Well, I guess what I'm really talking about is when you when you arrive in a town and you want to change the society, and the society is composed of a bunch of individuals, so you've got to win individual hearts and minds. If you show up with a lot of baggage and you make your issue the central issue that now everyone's got to drop whatever they were doing and deal with, you're going to get a lot of resistance. And if you start by saying, what's going on in the town, and, you know, what are... What are the people who are currently active in town civic life actually doing? Find something that you can support and get involved with that and leave your baggage at the door at least for the first few months. Then you'll get to a point like I've been at at this point where you're sitting around the table and someone asks, so, you know, you know, what is your political philosophy? And you say, well, I prefer to be called an anarchist. And they go, oh, okay, and they move on to the next thing. So what would you consider baggage, uh, Dennis? Well, you know, I think there's all kinds of ways to to say that there's baggage. I mean, one is to start, basically start by doing CD that, you know, civil disobedience that doesn't necessarily connect with what's currently going on in the civic life of the town. Okay. Um, I mean, I, I can agree with you up to a point. What you're saying is go in... Find the people who are active in politics or, you know, something generally closely related to that. Um, do Go through their process. Use their established means for changing things and, and establish relationships. I think establishing relationships is a fantastic way to go. 
And, you know, if you want to make minor course corrections to the way things are, are heading, I, I think that's a that's a great method and, and good advice for people to follow. However, what I want to do is shift people's paradigm around from where they are today, thinking that we need government and that government's keeping us safe and protecting us from terrorists and, uh, you know, all of the propaganda. I don't have to repeat it for you. To, to change that out so that people start to understand freedom, understand liberty, understand the way a free society can actually function in the absence of the state. And I think the best way to do that is to bring about issues that people care about, that people get upset maybe about, or that people think, wow, that's that's really out there. I've never seen someone willing to break the law right in front of police and be willing to get arrested for what they believe in. This must be pretty important. I want to look into this further. Um, you know, I think there are multiple ways to change it, and it depends on the the kind of change you're trying to bring about, and the and the that determines the way you want to go about it. Well, frankly, I I would have to ask you, Sam, how how many of the people who, uh, you know, I, I I guess I I don't see a lot of people in Keene going, wow, you know. I, I, I really look to, to Sam as the model of how I want my society to work, aside from the anarchists who moved to Keene as part of the Free State Project. I Well, you know, it's a, it's a long process. I have started talking to people who are very supportive, who have been following uh, Free Keene. The, the, these are locals that we're talking about. That The lady at the dance studio is a perfect example she had bought into the rhetoric. She she knows uh, Judge Burke personally, um, you know, has, has strong ties to the community, really believed in that. Until that day painting, she started talking to me. And, you know, within two weeks later, now she's saying, I, I'm really starting to get this. I really understand what you guys are out there doing, and I really support it. So she was able to do that despite the image that you've been able to portray in the media of basically people who are being very combative, maybe not with actual, you know, combat, but certainly not people who are sitting down for a discussion, but rather are screaming outside when the discussion is going on. Screaming outside. Uh, maybe with a blowhorn on Central Square. Well, I don't, think they're, I don't think they're... <laughs> oh, you're talking about me. <laughs> no, I'm just I saying. Shoe, shoe fitting. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard say scream if on screaming. Loafer if you want to, If you want to talk about screaming, let's talk about what happens out at, in front of the State House with people chanting. Absolutely. Let us go. Leave us alone. Or I hear more chanting and shout? screaming within politics than uh, within the, uh, that's, the outside system. That's the kind of nonsense that I think is so pointless and so sad and, and pathetic to sit there and watch, and I just don't take part in it anymore. The only chant I do is the freedom one. I think that one's actually pretty good. But, you know, the no, bullhorn... you believe that the occasional rally that happens in one of the state houses, I mean, that's maybe 1% of what actually goes on in terms of changing the political culture. Here, here's a question for you. Are, are you really of the opinion that when enough people get arrested, the whole system's going to crash down? I will. Waiting for Good question. I will answer that. that. Moments, we'll, we'll get to that. Thanks, Dennis, for the call tonight. It's Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. Free 
Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Only moments remain, but enough time for your call if you make it right now tonight. It's Ian with you. And Sam. And Mark. Don't forget to join us at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of stuff there, and we give it all away. And if you enjoy this program, please become an amplifier for as little as 3 bucks a month. We take that money in, reinvest it into the show, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more Internet listeners on board with the program, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. Head on over to amp.freetalklive.com. Get involved. Get access to perks like the Amp Only Call-In Lines chat room forum, amp only, uh, the Amp Only podcast, and more. All at amp.freetalklive.com. And don't forget to visit Sam on his website, obscuredtruth.com. Great new liberty-oriented videos and uh, documentary work coming out on a regular basis over at obscuredtruth.com. And uh, what's in the works right now, Sam? Can you tell us? Uh, I'm going to go back and do the uh, 420 the next day where uh, Evan was there, caught smoking mint leaves. So and, you're still in the, the you're uh, it, you you put a lot of time into editing these things, and they look great and sound great as a result. You've been scoring them now, I think, with your own music, right? And uh, and so you're in the process of editing together footage that you took about two months ago at this point from the uh, the 420 celebrations. So for those of you that weren't listening maybe, uh, to this show at that time and got kind of the inside scoop as it happened, you'll be able to see what it was like. And for those of you that were listening, you'll be able to see the footage uh, coming soon at ObscuredTruth.com. Right. It tells the story rather than just reporting the news. Yep. Uh, and it does a good job of it. So, again, ObscuredTruth.com. Dennis had a question for you. Uh, Dennis from New Hampshire Capital Access, uh, one of the uh, the more prominent activists up here in New Hampshire, he his question was Sam do you really believe that with enough civil disobedience that the system will come crumbling down Wasn't uh, that his question uh, Yeah I think yeah. so and I would say look at the uh, look at the evidence look back at history at the ma- major changes the significant shifts in policy out of government or uh the mindset of the people that that enable government and that's what it is always, uh, that's how it's really come about. Can you rattle off maybe more than two, but like six of them for me um, and give me just, just some idea? I mean, I'm not trying to get you, catch you flat-footed here. I need to know because I've certainly, I've heard the Martin Luther King examples and I've well, heard Martin the Gandhi Martin Luther example. King has several examples mm-hmm. in there. I mean, there's the bus, there's the, what was it, he did a garbage man strike. There's the uh, 420 event here in uh, Keene, New Hampshire is another example. I don't know that you can call that a success today other than the ability to smoke pot on Keene, on, on Central Square at 420 in the afternoon. If That's a people success. It is a, sm- it is a mitigable success. I mean, it's not like suddenly it's it's not like the people that uh, were you know the black people that were sitting at the lunch counters and suddenly you know shortly thereafter black people can eat in restaurants that white people can eat in restaurants in the south. I mean, that's it's I, basically all you've done is congregated enough people around that the cops are scared to come. Well, it worked. Yep. Right, but that's only for that one instance. Walk down the street with a joint at, at 11 o'clock in the morning past a cop and see how that goes for you. Tough guy? <laughs> well, I, have, I am off of my uh, suspended sentence, so once I get my ducks in a row, oh, I, it might be a possibility. <laughs> Why don't you find somebody else to do it for you? <laughs> well, don't give me ideas then. And, and Mark, I think you have to realize the civil disobedience that's going on here is really not targeted at um, getting the police to completely back down or change policy or change course, whatever. It's designed to uh, bring these issues out into the open and to attract more activists so that we can get the numbers that are required. 
And I think it's doing that in spades. I yeah, really do. That much is true, and I think it's another thing that uh, people who are in sort of the, the more political realm of the Free State Project are kind of, you know, it's like, hey, this wasn't what we thought the Free State Project was about. The, that's what the founder would say. I mean, the uh, the yeah. founder of the Free State that's Project say. Uh, would say that. And, hey, you know, you came up with the idea, and here's what the idea manifested. And this is it. It's not a question of will it will it bring the, the government com- – tr- well, crumbling down. It's a quite. It's a. That's a fact. If enough people start stop paying them, they will come crashing down. The question is, what is that number, and what is it going to take to get there? Hard so, to argue. So that the to- part. I mean. The toll free number here is eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Again, that number brought to you by SACL CAI. I think that if people just focus on what they think is, uh, you know, the most appropriate thing to do, that would be the best, uh, well, best thing for what them. What I realized, than, if I was know, going critiquing. to get all, all upset about the the outside the system activists every time they did something that I didn't like, then what I was going to do is I was going to lose my mind. Yeah. So it's just going to keep coming. Right. I mean, so you got to figure there are crazy people in the world. Crazy people are going to do what crazy people do, and whether that's dress up in masks or run around and burn flags or throw snowballs at uh, buildings or whatever. I, you know. I heard that's coming back, by the way. There, actually, that one is uh, to me kind of fun. I don't think that it's any, it's har- it's not harmful, but it just kind of shows the futility of uh, the, the process. Like, we threw some snowballs. But that's at the just IRS it. It's building. not futile. I, I understand Dr- that the people what? people like you want to deride what's going on with the uh, with the civil disobedience movement. And I, you know, I, I didn't mean to say don't critique. Please go ahead, critique. I think that critique is healthy. It's it's fine. But don't just just critique. Get out there and do your own thing. Get out there and uh, you know create your own TV show and create your own whatever political campaign. Do do whatever you feel is is uh, is appropriate. But there's no doubt that people have been brought here by the action, by the civil disobedience. We get the guys from the Motorhome Diaries. We've talked to a whole a number of times on this show. They're jazzed up about moving uh, moving to Keene. Certainly. And it's and it's because of the things that have been happening here, and it's those are guys with lots of contacts. Um, right, contacts, right. and I think that it, I think that you know that's gonna that's gonna result in there's more a, stuff. I have no idea. I, I you know something's gonna happen. Yeah, but tw- I don't know what. 2010. There's a caravan coming out from California, and Jason Talley from MotorhomeDiaries.com is involved in this, and they're going to be videotaping and documenting their trip across the country to make the move to New Hampshire. Now they're going to end the caravan in Nashua because it's the weekend of the Liberty Forum, which is this uh, yearly convention that's being put on uh, that Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live from. But it's my understanding that most of those members of that caravan after the weekend will then be traveling out to Keene and making their home there. So it's not because Keene's really pretty. It is. It's really pretty, but the rest of New Hampshire is also really pretty. I mean, there are plenty of pretty places to live in New Hampshire. It's I don't because think there of the are action as, here. I don't think there's as uh, – Keene looks like a, a nice downtown, plus it's a, a city. as a, You really can't call it anything but a city. It's a small city. Um, you you know, used to love calling it a town and making fun of it. Well, I mean, it's it's a city from the standpoint that it's got everything. From the standpoint Compared of somebody to where you live, it's used, a big city. Well, yeah, I mean, but I live. Well, <laughs> well hold town. on, I live where you live. If you're talking about geographical areas, yeah. somebody drew a line on That's a map, right. that, and I was the, I was smart enough to get on the other side of the, that line <laughs> oh. where they where they where they tax me about a, a, percent, a percent less. Yeah, per, but you don't get to year. have all the fun that I do. You got a family, you can't do that. Yeah, I, right. I'm not where. V masks and smoking pot on Central Square. Um, the, the, the as that may, may be, there there aren't too many towns like Keene in that they have a nice downtown, and they're still uh, you know a city at the same time. It's a, it's a very nice place to live from all aspects. Plus the activism here makes it quite attractive, and as more people come here, 
more uh, media will be put out there and more personal connections will be made. And yeah, as more people come here, you will have to deal with more real crazies, like the ones that are just unable to uh you know to interact with the rest of humanity and that's that's part of what you have to deal with with a growing movement uh it's i think something those that might we're be, struggling with to some be, extent those might be god's punishment on you oh is that right <laughs> yeah <laughs> maybe that's the case well anyway i'm willing uh, willing to handle it and i think we've been doing a fairly decent job of uh, of dealing with that. So do it with grace and applaud because you've seen people now who uh, have not dealt with their differences and with uh, with such grace, myself included. And, uh, you know, I'd recommend to uh, uh, to handle it gracefully. I, I think I've noticed that, you know, I haven't put my uh, latest videos for the last several months on Cheshire TV. And I've noticed a difference in the people that that reach out and say, hey, I, I saw what was going on. I really appreciate what you guys are doing. I understand it now. I feel like that's fallen off a little bit, and I'm going to eventually, I'm working on a technical glitch, but once I get that worked out, I'm going to kind of flood the channel with videos oh, from the last several months, and I think that will have a huge impact. I think the, the, they hear the rhetoric, they don't see our side of things, they don't see the EMTs dropping Kurt Stretcher, they don't see him you know, screaming in pain, they don't see him the, the guy ripping the phone out of Ian's hand. And they just, I think that was outrageous. Yeah, and they they don't they don't get that. All they hear is the the you hate firemen. What's in the paper right? or whatever, and it's just That's such what they're saying. Well, it's such nonsense. You know, I mean, the, the, I'm sort of on the fence on it because, by and large, I I see what the the things you're talking about. I mm-hmm. see these outrageous things that occur, and then I see sort of you know what I what I feel are in a lot of cases uh, missed opportunities, uh, poor ways of handling um, situations, and and getting on the, the you know the the general public on your side. And I just you know it's I how I think do you ascertain whether the general public is on your side? There's no way to really figure that out we have people that are on our side and people that aren't on our side sure yeah but the number shane maxfield sat there and said the community wants us to act when he was talking about 420 at pumpkin fest there were about 400 people standing out there booing and there was one lady standing next to me you got to do something about you better stop these people is that the community speaking out Good question. We're done for tonight. See you tomorrow online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. And if you want to follow the Keen stuff, head over to freekeen.com. See you tomorrow. The following edition of the Mark Interview Series is brought to you by the Free Talk Live AMP program. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier today for as little as 3 bucks a month. Get perks and help us get on more radio stations and more internet connections at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com, and here's Mark. All right, and the Edgington Post interview series continues, and today I've got with me Skip Glatt from Game Engineering, and they are the manufacturers of the Totasac. You've heard quite a bit about it on the show. You know that uh, both myself and Ian think that it's a great little uh, carrying handle for so many different things, and I figured that since there's been such a good positive response from our listeners on it, that I'd bring in uh, the, the manufacturer, the guy, the idea guy behind it, and... We could talk about how the idea of Totasac came around. Skip, are you there? Yeah, yes, I am. I'm in the Chicagoland area. Excellent. So, um, tell me about Totasac. I mean, where where did the idea come from originally? There was a fellow that walked through my uh, my factory, and uh, he had an idea, and we put our heads together, and uh, he didn't have any horsepower and financial wherewithal or marketing skills. 
and uh, allowed us to create it uh, from a prototype that we uh, doctored out of sheet stock. What is sheet stock? uh, Sheet stock is uh, just a real thick, uh, heavy plastic, like a piece of plywood, but it's all plastic. Okay. And uh, made a working model, and then with that... uh, uh, understood that it would work, needed to be downsized a little bit so it could fit in a pocket or a purse. Mm-hmm. And it's a uh, it's a handle with a spatula. A spatula. Uh, kind of difficult to describe, but it's a <laughs> self-centering tool. Yes. And you weave, weave the spatula or the tip through the loops of a bag, mm-hmm. and uh, lifting the handle, everything falls uh, dead center underneath uh, your wrist, and it's uh, ergonomically uh, designed, and it'll carry more than you can. Yeah, it's it's really surprising how you can, you know, a, a guy like me who I, I I'll tell you, Skip, I hate grocery carts. I hate to to bring them back to the corrals. I hate to, you know, leave them in a parking space. I always feel bad about that. I hate the trip back to the store. I don't like uh, uh, grocery carts, and I never have. And I've always carried, um, tried to carry my groceries out of my hands. But having, using these tota sacks, I know now that I don't, you know, the <laughs> the biting into my hands, the lining them up on my forearms. I, I didn't need to do all that. This makes it a heck of a lot easier. And as all I have to do is hook it over my back pocket and my uh, pants and I've got it right. I've got actually. I carry both of them that way, and when I go into the store, and I've got them right there when I need them. Mm-hmm. It's uh, also known as the one trip wonder. <laughs> you know, it works. It, uh, keeps everything together. If you spin your bags under it, which we call twist to lock feature, mm-hmm. the bags in the uh, in the trunk of the vehicle, then there's uh, no jars adrift. Yep, it's and especially if, like in a minivan. How many times have somebody applied the brakes and stuff comes uh, running forward, and there's melons underneath the brake pedals? Yep, you here know? comes the spaghetti sauce. You know, mm-hmm, just you like that. Totasek. <laughs> uh, 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 when I first started making them, I had a relationship uh, with some people up in Amherst, uh, New York, and they were salvaging uh, automotive components. And they had no interest in in the plastic composite material. They were after the brass bushings and the standoffs. So we were buying their 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 matrix uh, nylon, and that tota sack is held together with nylon, and it's filled with gravel, and it uh, also has uh, fiberglass beads and fiberglass uh, uh, mixed in. It'll last longer than you will. I mean, oh yeah, it'll yep. last your lifetime. Yeah, and you can you can carry it on an airplane too. Yep. So if yeah. you need to carry bags, or in the the case of something terrible happening on an airplane, I've I've said this on multiple occasions. It's not like you're looking for it, but the tota sack has an additional little feature: is that these things are hard as 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 they can possibly be in many states where brass knuckles are outlawed. Tota sacks obviously aren't. Yeah, that's for true. That's for true. Yep. And, and uh, you can carry uh, paint cans. Uh, pails. Uh, we have ranchers using them to pull wire. Uh, farmers uh, haul hay. Sports I bet they do, are good for hauling Florida hay. Florida 
are bringing in the big ones with it, you know? Yeah, you know, um, I was thinking just, you know how when, when you have five-gallon buckets and, and you use them over and over again because, you, honestly, five-gallon buckets are useful things in a, in a household, but the, the plastic handle part will break off on them because they're not designed for too many uses. But the mm-hmm. sack makes it so you could, I, I would guess that you could probably carry two, but you can certainly carry one, and it's hard to even carry one five-gallon bucket full of water. You got it. If the handle's broken. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Totosec is uh, it's a very useful tool. Uh, sold uh, on the Internet uh, as, a, uh, as a family pack. Mm-hmm. And uh, the idea there is uh, you get six of them in a family pack, and uh, you share them with friends and family. Yeah. I mean, once once you have these and you've used them, you do want other people to enjoy the experience. I got uh, I, I, I got a family pack when um, you sent them to me to try out, and sure enough, I did give them away to friends and family, and people are like, "Wow, I can't believe it! It's it's the most convenient little tool you never knew you needed." It's quite a uh, useful tool uh, if it's uh, pitched in the uh, the trunk of the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, get to the grocery store, you throw it in the the cart, you shop, it's the last thing out of the cart on the on the conveyor belt, mm-hmm. and then the bagger will weave your bags through it, put them in the grocery cart, and you get to the door, and you leave the cart in the store. Yep. So for the store, it's a tremendous labor savings, less, less carts to corral. Yeah. It's so true. The retailers love it, less bags, uh, and consumers uh, uh, love it as well. Yeah, it's. It, I, I tell you, I've, I never realized I, I you know, needed this little device as I do, but it, it it certainly is useful at least for carrying bags. And I can only imagine that uh, people that have you know work on dairy farms or painters or you know ranchers, as you said, that all mm-hmm. those people could uh, find it very interesting. And there's a useful. there's a hole in it. You can hang it. They'll say. Uh, in the garage, and it's now hanging vertical, and you take your empty bags and string them on the tote sack so that when you, you have your shopping chores and you want to return your bags, your bags are already uh, consolidated. It's a good idea. <laughs> so now you got tote sack back in the store, and it's ready to do another go-around. Yep, or if you carry those uh, fabric bags, as some people do to the grocery store. I know my wife tries to carry some. But if you take mm-hmm. the fabric bags so that you're not carrying plastic bags, you can just have the fabric bags hung through the, the hook and then hang it in the garage on your way out, and you've got them all together, and it's convenient that way, too. Yeah, these are uh, they're sold all over the world. Now, um, you were you're you're offering a special Christmas offer to our, our listeners, and I wanted you to, to run that down real quick. Um, if a family pack purchased on the Internet or if someone writes us uh, by going to the Internet and they can Google uh, the word TOTASAC, and that's spelled T-O-T-A-S-A-K, uh, go to our website. Uh, just write us a, uh, heard, heard all about TOTASAC with Mark Edge. Uh, I'd like a family pack for myself, but I'd like a second or possibly a third family pack. We will send at no, uh, uh, um, no shipping or handling expenses for the second or the third uh, family packs. So we we will drop ship them to the uh, destination of the of the buyer's choice. Wow. 
So um, as long as that's in the con- continental United States, right? That is correct. Yeah. yeah. Well, it it makes it an easy way to give people that you love across the country this uh, this great little gift for Christmas. Yeah. Uh, orders that come in to us, we acknowledge them. We write them a personal note, let them know that it's shipping to, you know, the destination of their choice. And uh, uh, via UPS ground service, uh, they move quite quickly. And uh, uh, we have very, very uh, satisfied clients, lifetime guarantee. Uh, they could send us a check. Uh, we'll even, you know, grant some people credit if necessary. And uh, PayPal also works well, too. And if somebody's outside the country, is all they have to do is uh, send you an email or um, to, to uh, give you a call, and then you'll work something out for them, too, right? Oh, of course, yeah. We'll write them. Uh, for example, we just did something uh, for one of your listeners in Australia. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. And I said, look, um, I think it's going to be about this much. Why don't you just give us $15 for the additional freight or whatever? And uh, it was real close to that amount, I I guessed right. And uh, we moved these things out, uh, parcel post, uh, offshore. Yeah. And you've shipped them all over the world. I mean, there's Totosacs everywhere. The sun never sets on Totosac. Yeah. I was in uh, Warsaw, Poland. And sitting with a gentleman that owned uh, the largest grocery store in in Poland by the name of Mark, and his store was called Mark Pole. Mark Pole. And <laughs> sitting with him, he called a, a buddy of his in Bulgaria, and he bought a bunch. So <laughs> to get them, you know, to the eastern edge of uh, of Europe, uh, it's air, they're air freighted, uh, a skid pallet loads. Uh, we we've shipped. Uh, here, there, and everywhere. Now they're nicely packaged. If um, somebody works at a grocery store by, uh, you know, off chance, and they want to offer Tota Sacks to their customers, I would think that Tota Sack would be a great thing to be selling, sort of in that uh, in the aisle where people make sort of, uh, you know, the the, the the what do they call those impulse buys? Um, That's correct. It's peg. It's peg ready. It's a, a narrow and tall card, so it it, it would merchandise well. But then uh, for retailers, we pre-clip them on clip strips, and they can hang them uh, anywhere and everywhere. Yeah, it seems like they'd be they'd be very good for any grocery store that uh, wanted to carry them. You know, without a doubt, it's it's an impulse item, but uh, and it's also uh, it can carry the name of a store, you know, for a premium or promo uh, use. Mm-hmm. And we're always looking for resellers, people that need to make extra money or something like that. Or, or want to carry it in their their uh, their shop as general merchandise. Uh, the packages are freestanding. There's an easel feature, really, and, uh, hmm. and they can be put out on a counter or on a shelf. Well, I'm sure that the retailers can get a hold of you. Is all they have to do is go to t o t a s a k dot com and uh, work something out. I don't, you know, I, I assume that you make some offer for retailers. At wholesales uh, at a very uh, very comfortable price, and the uh, retailers uh, uh, sell them only one at a time. They're not sold in groups of two or four packs or six packs, and uh, people will forget it. And the retailers love it. Oh yeah, but here's another tote sack, you know. Yeah. So you know, some families that that buy them one at a time uh, find out that they have one in this car and one in that car, 
And, uh, two's just not fine, enough. But uh, it's economical enough to buy another one. Yeah, I just don't find that two's enough, Skip. I mean, <laughs> because you have to have two when you're carrying the groceries, and then mm-hmm. you, you have two different cars, so you have to have two in each car. I, 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 I don't know how you make it with just two, quite honestly, but that's why they have a, a family pack of six, and you can kind of spread them out and, and give a couple away, and, and it, it works out very well. Yeah, and if six is too much on the Internet, you, you can buy a... a a pair of them. You don't have to buy six. Yeah, you can take two and see how you know see how the shoe fits. Sure. Uh, if you enjoy it, uh, write us and we'll send you another family pack. Six is a good deal with the shipping and and uh, you know the, the the cost savings as far as getting bulk and it really it works well. I found. Um, mm-hmm. So anyway, Skip Glad from Game Game Engineering and I appreciate you taking the time to tell us all about the the Tota Sack today. Love. Uh, Love the correspondence that we have on a daily basis. Uh, your, your listeners uh, have written me and thanked us, and uh, they keep saying, well, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> <laughs> it is but, a- Mark, thank you, and you're doing a great job. Thank you, Skip. This is Ian. Have you heard of the Millionaire Patriot? You should. He has a free handgun and five days of firearms training waiting for you. That's right. You can attend five days of world-class gun training at Front Sight Firearms Training Institute and secure a 30-state concealed weapon permit, all for pennies on the dollar. Plus, if you act fast, the Millionaire Patriot will give you a free Springfield Armory XD pistol in the caliber of your choice. Now is the time. You and your family need to be armed and trained to levels that exceed law enforcement and military standards. Front Sight provides such training without any boot camp mentality or drill instructor attitudes. And the Millionaire Patriot is paying his own money to help you get it. This is real. Thousands have already taken advantage of it, and you should too. Don't miss out. Secure a front sight defensive handgun course plus 30-state concealed weapon permit for pennies on the dollar and get your free handgun. Go to FrontSight.com today. That's F-R-O-N-T-S-I-G-H-T dot com. Go to FrontSight.com for your training and free gun. Again, that's FrontSight.com.